Tuesday on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Willow's home. Just in time to party with the Hannibal Lecter of the demon world. Good. He eats them. Cuts strips of their skin while they're still alive. A tasteful Buffy. I mean, who doesn't like skin? Welcome to Bristow's Demon Index, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 7, Episode 3. Same time, same place. We'll be talking about plot. We'll be talking about characters. And we will also be talking about guilt and forgiveness. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and possibly other shows and movies. If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. Both difficult and time-consuming. Welcome back, everyone. It's been hopefully just a week. Who knows? Uh, my name is Kelly. I'm here to talk about Buffy with my co-host Stacia. Say hello. Ah, wonderful co-host Stacia. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> and my other co-host Daniel. Say hello. Come in. Enjoy my Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. Ooh, and we will, with our ghosts on the couch. Uh, yeah, we're here to talk about Same Time, Same Place. Written by Jane Espenson. This the is great. 18 of 23 for her. The great. The great Jane Espenson. Oh. 18 of 23 for her. Last was Double Meat Palace, and next will be Conversations with Dead People. Mm. Directed by James A. Cotner. 18 of 20 for him. Last was Grave, and next will be Potential Season 7, Episode 12. He doesn't get to be the great James A. Cotner. <laughs> I mean, the dude does the do a lot of episodes. The prolific. prolific. Yeah. <gasps> okay. And he was great in this episode. He was excellent in this episode, I would say. We've got a couple crane shots. There was there was directing going on. There was sure. there was some good stuff going on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, with the spike and everything, hey, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Before mm-hmm. we can get to those things, I need to know what happened in the episode so we can reference it. Please. So, Stacia, why don't you tell me what happened in this episode? It's 9.24 p.m. at the Sunnydale Airport, and our reduced Scooby gang is anxiously awaiting Willow's deplaning. Deplaning. That's the <laughs> verb. That's, what are you going to do? <laughs> we don't need to bring up the fact that we're in a post 9-11 world and you can't actually get to a gate without a ticket and going through security. Dawn is worried about the possibility of Willow still being, or once again becoming, a murder witch. Puffy tries to reassure her by telling her, quote, Giles said it was important for her to come back early and she's been doing really well and we shouldn't worry. Xander notices that all the passengers have gotten off the plane, but there's no sign of Willow. It's 9.24 p.m. at the Sunnydale Airport as Willow deplanes at the same gate with her fellow passengers. She looks around to see no one waiting for her. Welcome home, me. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Oh, is she there or not there? They're there or not there. And I got to use deplane twice. Boom. You sure did. <laughs> At a vacant construction site, a hoodlum destroys private property by doing a graffito. You know, I feel like you're maybe reading into the situation by calling that person a hoodlum. You don't know their I way. Know. That's not what I said. He, what I he said? died a horrible death. Have some respect for the dead. Hoodle's gonna hood. You know what I mean? Very creepy hand comes into frame, accompanied by a very creepy voice that says, All alone. Are you frightened to be all alone? Quality, quality, quality. That was great. The figure lunges at the hoodlum and he screams. <laughs> it's 10.41 p.m. Willow has <laughs> arrived at the Summer's house. Seems like no one's home, but she's able to get into the house no problem because, of course, the back door is unlocked. 
why would they lock it? <laughs> it's only Sunnydale. <laughs> she walks upstairs to the bedroom she used to share with Tara and finds that Buffy has moved in. You can tell it's Buffy's room now because she put a nameplate on the bedroom door like a possessive weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so shocked to see that. Why? Just so she could remember what room she's in now. <laughs> Maybe. It does seem to keep changing, so who fucking knows? She looks around the room at all the Buffy belongings and notices the window has been repaired. We get a quick bit of audio from Tara's murder in case you forgot what happened in front of that window. Buffy has pictures of everyone but Willow and, and an address book with family phone numbers consisting of Buffy's work number, Xander's office, and Dawn's cell. Willow will definitely call these numbers to track down her friends, so it's good she found them so quickly. <laughs> Loud noise on the ground floor draws Willow's attention away from her snooping, and she heads down the stairs. She looks around for one second, finds no one, gives up, and takes a sadness nap on the couch. It's 10.41 p.m. <laughs> the trio of Scoobies have arrived at the Summer's house. Bobby says Giles definitely put Willow on a plane to London, so she must have run... Plane in London, not to London. Oh, yeah, fair enough. There you go. Uh, that was my fault. Oh, yeah, I did write it right. You yeah. wrote it right. I read it wrong. Buffy says Giles definitely put Willow on the plane in London, so she must have run off during her layover in Chicago or snuck around Giles at Heathrow and is still in England. Either way, she's probably evil. Only evil people veer from itineraries. Xander basically slams the front door and we hear a clattering upstairs. Did it ever once occur to them that maybe she missed her layover flight? No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, they leap immediately <laughs> to, well, she must be off the fucking wagon because uh, she's, she's late. She missed her flight. There's only one reason for this. The gang investigates the second floor and finds nothing. They head back downstairs and sit on the couch. The couch where Willow is theoretically taking a depression nap, but yet they all sit. Willowless. They talk about who should bear the guilt of the lack of Willow. Giles, per Buffy, blames himself for sending her home too soon. Xander and Willow blame themselves for Willow being too afraid of their judgment to face them. And Dawn, well, she blames Willow. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> we fade transition from the Scooby trio on the couch to Willow waking up from her nap. Or I guess just regular sleep because it's morning now. She calls Giles, but he's not there and decides not to leave a message with whoever answered the phone. Though it was probably Mrs. Horseness, and she doesn't have thumbs to write down a message anyways. You're welcome. Probably is. You're welcome. Probably is who it was. <laughs> fucking Miss Horseness. I was like, since when does Giles have a fucking receptionist? Miss <laughs> Horseness. Amen. Willow goes to the still-destroyed magic box to find Anya conveniently coming out of the door just as Willow arrives. Anya is surprised to see her. I guess no one told her Willow was coming back. She's also justifiably peeved at Willow and skeptical of her non-evilness, although she eventually softens, and they sit on the sidewalk in front of the shop together. They catch up for one second before Willow asks where everyone else is. Anya lets her know. Buffy's probably at Sunnydale High. Xander's probably at work. And... Also at Sunnydale High, <laughs> and Spike is insane in the school basement at Sunnydale High. <laughs> That's where is. It's all about the school these days. Willow starts her quest at Xander's site. While she walks around calling for Xander, she passes a familiar graffito and finds her hapless teen hoodlum. Well, the flayed cor- corpse of him, anyways. Rough. Nice. Nice. Ooh, you can see where the suit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, That's I know. Uh, not the best. <laughs> you weren't meant to be able to pause these things. And also no, not in high definition and also not in widescreen format. There was a lot of things we weren't supposed to say just then. All right. Um, at the flayed corpse of the hapless teen hoodlum, Buffy and Xander look upon it in disgust. During their banter, they hear a rattling nearby but dismiss it. We do a quick cut to Willow hastily climbing a ladder out of the construction pit and then back to Xander and Buffy who definitely do not see her. They come to the same unwelcome conclusion about the skinless body. Looks like the handiwork of a currently on-the-run friend of theirs. 
Willow, an adult with zero reason to be there, freely roams the halls of the new Sunnydale High before heading to the basement in search of Spike. She finds him pretty much immediately, and he does his cryptic, crazy ramble thing. He doesn't really look at Willow, and he seems to be talking to someone else, which is kind of his thing this season. At the end of his rant, he gives out a helpful clue. Everyone's talking to me. No one's talking to each other. Xander and Buffy head to the basement in search of Spike. Xander mentions that the walls of the Sunnydale High School basement seem to be moving around. They no longer match the blueprints. Despite the wall moving, they find Spike pretty much immediately, and he does his cryptic crazy ramble thing. The exact same ramble from a minute ago, actually, but this time we get a little more. He says, Red's a bad girl. 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 I can't do it. <laughs> which, unfortunately, <laughs> which unfortunately adds some fuel to the Willow did it fire. Willow goes to Anya's apartment and asks for help. They accuse each other of the flaying, but neither one of them did it, so Willow asks Anya to do a spell with her to locate whatever killed the hoodlum. And yes, it's the same spell that Willow and Tara almost did in Goodbye, Iowa, except for this time there's no sabotage and Willow smartly uses an actual map of Sunnydale instead of just a rectangle. Way more helpful. I don't know how they were going to get anything done with that rectangle anyway. I mean, honestly. Oh, man. But once you picked it up, the backside looked like a newspaper. Yeah, that was a feeling of the props department, though. That was not a feeling. It, was actually, it actually had, like, the... I think it was, like, the... I was trying to figure out what it said. I think one of them might be, like, the Missouri Breaks National Recreational Monument. Like, it was National Recreational, like, National Monuments on oh. the back of it, like, after it frayed away. Um, okay. Actually, uh, I think I do have it. Yeah. Oh, no, it's way too far away. But it's, like, National Monument. Uh, something Gorge. National huh. Recreation, and the one at the top is like it says Rakes uh, National, and like M- the Missouri Breaks National. So it could be, I don't know what that is. Oh, oh, it's actually probably just a map, like a uh, National Park Service map, maybe like just outlining all of the national monuments, and they just repurposed it at, with a with their own little map, but it like folds the right way. That's probably hmm. what they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying because it folds like, nicely. It, like those maps right. are really nice and easy to fold. So yeah. That's definitely what they did. It did look like a newspaper, but they probably just took an existing, like, fold-up map or whatever, and then they did their whole art department thing on the front. Of, Something. Of it. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I want Anyways. that fucking map, though. Bad. Uh, dude, Bad. are you kidding me? I tried so hard. I mean, I have a to lot of stuff. get as much info as you could. I've got a lot of stuff, but good, we'll get good. to that later. Anyway. There seem to be a ton of demon-indicating lights at Sunnydale High School, and they burn so brightly that the map catches fire, rudely destroying Anya's carpet. Mm. Willow decides that the flaying demon is probably the light at Wilkins Grove, and she asks Anya to teleport over there to check it out. Anya reveals that she had her teleportation privileges taken away after she reversed her Ronnie Worm spell. She also confesses that she's lost the lust for vengeance and bonds with Willow over the guilt they both have from hurting people. Aww. That's true. Anya asks her if they should try a spell to find Xander and Buffy. Willow says she already tried one, but the spell concluded that they don't exist. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, was the spell use a telephone? Just <laughs> fucking irritating. No, of course not. <laughs> Willow conveniently found that address book with everyone's pertinent numbers. But I know. <laughs> not, never we'll never use them. No. no. <laughs> Uh, back at the Summer's house, Dawn is doing internet research to figure out if there are demons that remove the skin from their victims. Xander and Buffy talk about how twas likely Willow whom's done the deed. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Dawn interrupts their unfun convo, saying that she found a good candidate, a demon called Gnarl. It paralyzes its victims, then eats their skin while they're still alive, and its favorite soft drink is blood. Thus no giant pool of it beneath the body. And even though we explicitly said that this thing laps up all the blood from the body, Buffy says there's gotta be blood on this thing, which means there's a trail. <laughs> I was so confused. Flare logic. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> 
Cute of blood-sniffing Spike following the scent of minute traces of blood through the woods with Buffy, Xander, and Dawn in tow. He leads them to a giant rock cliff with a cave at the base and wanders off into the woods. Never to be seen again. It's not a problem. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Unleash a crazy vampire on Sunnydale. Yep. Yeah. Cut to Willow entering said cave. No backup, no weapons, no problem. Well, one problem. One problem. The perfect timing. Two problems. <laughs> Two problems. <laughs> well, one problem. The creepy-ass demon. Sorry. The creepy... Wait. Oh, I did it wrong. Well, one problem. The creepy-ass demon. Sorry. The creepy-ass demon. <laughs> Doing that enough unnerving nail-clacking and sing-songy taunting. <laughs> You're welcome. I did a bad job. <laughs> Back to the trio of Scoobs entering the cave. Gnarl skitters out of the shadows and scratches Dawn across the stomach. Buffy and Xander rush her out of the cave before the paralysis completely takes hold. They seal up the cave entrance behind them. By they, I guess we mean Buffy. Back to Willow still in the cave. She sees the entrance close up and panics as Gnarl laughs maniacally. She tries to do a spell on Gnarl to lay him lower than the lowest field. That was so weird. But Nora lets her know he's immune to magic, which, what the fuck, that's an amazing ability. <laughs> she says, that's fine, I can still fight. And Willow Rosenberg, known master master martial artist, balls her fists ready for a brawl. This dude doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Nara slashes her in the stomach and Willow goes down immediately. <laughs> he does some more taunting. He tells her, your friends were here, but they abandoned you. They sealed you in here with me. <laughs> He drags her prone body into the center of the cave, and we see him fully in the light for the first time. Which, side note, it was really nice of Gnarl to light that fire and all those wall sconces so we could appreciate how scary and awesome he looks. He crouches over Willow and starts to lap up her stomach blood. The paralysis has completely taken over Dawn. She can't even open her mouth, although she can still kind of talk through her clenched teeth. Because apparently she wasn't, her tongue wasn't paralyzed. It's fine. We don't ask these questions. <laughs> <laughs> Xander and Buffy carry her into the Summer's house and throw her on the couch. Buffy uses the internet to look for an antidote to the paralysis poison, but discovers that the paralysis is permanent until the creature dies, which means, lucky for Willow, they gotta go back to the cave and kill this thing. Buffy calls Anya to watch Dawn because everyone is afraid that Dawn will barf in Exfisca... <laughs> Sorry. It's good. It's good. That's good. <laughs> Buffy calls Anya to watch Dawn because everyone is afraid that Dawn will barf and asphyxiate for some reason, which, fair, I guess. Is it? Why would you barf for no reason? But, like, it is, it's a if good you thing do, to be, you're like, dead. aware of. Yeah, if, if you, you do, do you're dead. If you do, you're dead. So. Just turn her on her side. I it was well. so funny that they were, like, immediately afraid of that. I If they had just thrown in one line that was like, the paralysis also makes you nauseous. Yeah. No, they no, could have justified it. Immediately. The <laughs> the first thing they all leave to. <sighs> uh, Willow is still slowly being eaten by Gnarl in the cave. Anya arrives at Buffy's and discovers that Dawn is poseable. She sits Dawn upright on the couch. Death by vomit far less likely now. Though she can't open her mouth, doesn't that mean she could still choke? <laughs> Anya tells the gang that she helped Willow do a spell earlier and that she went off to a cave looking for the demon that flayed the hoodlum. Maybe they should have just posed her over the toilet, you know? Oh, but that's she can't true. open her <laughs> They could have just mouth. opened her mouth for her. Oh. And then she's ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. But then she would have in the toilet. Boom, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Knocked out and sleeping on the toilet. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 
Anya tells the gang that she helped Willow do a spell earlier and that she went off to a cave looking for the demon that flayed the hoodlum. Buffy recruits Anya to the mission and they head off into the woods again, leaving Dawn all alone, paralyzed and absolutely defenseless defenseless in the summer's home. <laughs> Bet they didn't even lock the back door. <laughs> Why Xander had to go with Anya and Buffy instead of staying with Dawn is a question no one needs to ask. <laughs> We're really fortunate that this Gnarl guy is such a slow eater because our band of heroes is able to make it into the cave to fight Gnarl before Willow has lost too much skin or blood. They still can't see each other, though. Well, Anya can see everyone, but Willow can't see Buffy or Xander and vice versa. Buffy gruesomely dispatches the Gnarl by jamming her thumbs into his eyes, which is pretty rad, and the paralysis lifts. Willow says she can move, and we can confirm the poison has run its course by jump cutting to Dawn, falling off the couch. (laughs) So good. Anya being the only person... This is still going on It's almost done! No, it's not. (laughs) Anya, being the only person that can see Willow, stays by her side in the cave and tries to tend to Willow's wound. She tells Buffy and Xander to call an ambulance because the injury looks bad. Just kidding, Anya takes off to get help, leaving Willow bleeding out alone. But it's okay in the end because after just a few moments, the power of friendship breaks through whatever the invisibility weirdness was and everyone can see each other again. Get to Buffy's old room, which I guess is Willow's new bedroom, because Willow and Tara's old bedroom, which is used to be Joyce's bedroom, is now Buffy's new bedroom. <laughs> Good to know that even after the murder and destruction Willow caused, she still gets to come back and live at Buffy's rent-free. Mm. Willow meditates on the bed, focusing on growing new skin to heal her flesh gourmand gash. Willow tells Buffy it was her accidentally it was her that accidentally made them invisible to each other because she was not ready to face her friends. Buffy forgives her and admits that she thought that Willow did the flaying. Oh, Willow tells her she understands and that Buffy shouldn't feel guilty for thinking that. Oh, friends. Did you, yeah, did you watch what the happened? episode That's again? That's what happened. <laughs> I did watch the episode. <laughs> Willow starts her meditation again, but it takes a lot of strength and it's clearly exhausting her. Buffy sits on the bed across from Willow and holds both her hands. She lends Willow some slayer power to help with the healing. Looks like the Buffy-Willow friendship. Looks like the Buffy-Willow friendship is selling again. Yeah. The friendship. Yeah. The ship of friends is sailing I, again. I get it. Love yeah. it. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for getting us through that. It was like two straight pages this time. Yeah, it was two. Oh, 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 it was it's almost, three, it was three, almost three, three single-spaced pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who even needs to watch this show? Honestly, no one. <laughs> All right. Fun facts. Uh, first time we see that Buffy has moved into Joyce's old room, and the last appearance of the magic box, R.I.P. The website that Don uses to find the information about Gnarl is an internet database called Demons, Demons, Demons. Demons. You're goddamn right. Dot com. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not the first time someone has used it in the Buffyverse. Cordelia and Wesley use it all the way back in The Ring, which is Angel Season 1, Episode 16. Plus a couple of other Angel episodes use it. And Willow will use it again later this season in Bring on the Night. So, Demons, Demons, Demons. Real thing. We have lore. We have the lore of Demons, Demons, Demons. Thank you, Jane. Did anyone go to that website? Oh, no, I didn't even think to do it. What a rookie maneuver. Did I you mean, do it? I mean, 100% not a website. No, I, of course not. Oh, no. I mean, I'm scared. Nah, nothing. No demons, demons, demons. I wonder if that means that that um, domain is available. I don't know. Yeah, could be. You know, we are looking for a new domain for our law firm website. Now I've got an idea. <laughs> well, that's that pretty good. Cool. We could also, for our website, be demons, demons, demons.com. <laughs> That, that would be amazing. Come on. Let's move it over. Uh, I think we figured it out, yes. Yeah, can we, we can buy that. 
Why can we not do that? All we right. can do that. That should be put on the list of things to do. Okay. I will. We've already said it, so I will revisit this when I yes. edit this episode. Yes. Because that would be a great investment, actually, to own Demons, Demons, Demons. Fucking um, wouldn't honestly, it? I would love that. Yeah. I always forget about SOTW Pod. I'm like, I own a website. And it's just like, it's like $8. $8 a year. And I'm like, wow, that's... It should be free, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> $8 just does seem like a steal. I mean, it sounds really cheap, right? It's less than a dollar a month. Come on. Uh, and for DemonsDemonsDemons.com, come on. I think we should do it. I think I we think have we to do it. Do it. Well, we'll try. We'll try. This is the only episode of the series not to feature any guest stars at the top of the episode. None. Mm. Nada. Zip. Mm. Not even Camden Toy, who plays Narl, who also played one of the gentlemen in Hush, and he will recur this season as one of the Terra Khan. He also shows up in Angel as the Prince of Lies in Why We Fight. Oh, cool. So, supposedly, uh, Dawn's line about high heels was a nod to Michelle Trachtenberg asking Joss Whedon to let Dawn grow up and wear high-heeled shoes. Hmm. I guess she kept asking him that last season for some reason. Hmm. I don't fucking know. I don't usually do the deleted lines, as we talked about off-pod, but this one I thought would have been really instructive to where Dawn's head at right now. So uh, when they're on the couch talking, Dawn says, Oh, don't give me shock face. I mean, what I want to know is, will anyone around here ever ask for help when they need it? And then the deleted part... Instead, everyone just keeps secrets and suffers alone. And then we're supposed to be all sympathetic when they start ripping the skins off people or dragging their sisters into the basement. I may have. Uh, some why do we cut that? Through. Why do we cut that out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why do we cut that out? <laughs> that's a great line. I think that's that's good because she would be scared of Willow. I think that, it, mm-hmm. or like at least upset. And great point. Just generally for the show, how many times have we yelled, "Talk to your friends." Come on. Uh, Unlike a lot of episodes, though, I don't really know exactly what I would instantly cut from this episode to include that because i know it's all time constrained stuff and usually yeah, sure. we do a bunch of dumb bullshit and you're like how how dare you but yeah, i mean take I, that I don't, and not, I don't yeah. feel like that right now i'm like mm, i don't really know exactly maybe some of the talking demon guy we get it you yeah. want to eat her we can cut about 10 seconds off that for that yeah line, i think maybe. we could have found the 10 seconds i'm just i think we could have found it for sure yeah. that's a great line though I'm, I'm glad you brought that up that's great i'm glad she wrote it Surprising absolutely no one at this point, the scene where the gnarl, or sorry, just gnarl, peels and eats Willow's skein was heavily edited in the UK because we're not allowed to have any fun. Her what? Her skein? Her skein? Yes, her skein. Where her skein was. was What? Willow's skein. Uh, And finally, button, button, button. Who's got the button? It's Willy Wonka. Uh, It's actually a children's game where a group of kids hide a small object in their hands, sometimes a button, and then whoever is it has to guess who has it. Willy Wonka also says it in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Must be a British thing, because has anyone ever played Button Button Who's Got the Button ever that in America? Sounds like a terrible fucking game. I mean, I, I kind of, you know, you could do that with one person, right, where you hide a thing and you, what, which hand they have to guess which hand, except you do it with, like, a group of kids instead. And then you have to say, oh, Charlie's got the button, it's Charlie. Or whatever, that's how British people sound, right? That is how they sound. The real question is button button who's got the button dot com. Is that available? That's really Oh, I can't keep looking. Easy. I can't I know. keep this episode is gonna be heavy on admin, but that's another look <laughs> for me. Okay. I'm all out of facts. Thank God. I'm so lost without them. Uh Stacia, what did you think about this episode? Um I like this episode. Great. It was fun to see <laughs> Anya <laughs> living her little Anya life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I had a hard time feeling bad for Willow, but, you know, I guess even a murderous witch who flayed someone alive probably sh- 
doesn't deserve to have themselves flayed alive. So. Oh wow, that's where you went. Okay. I don't know. Those are the only options. Yeah. yeah right. um, also, I really enjoyed Dawn in this episode. I wish we had comedic Dawn more often. Yeah. I have one negative thing to say. Only one Ooh. bad thing about okay. this episode. Well, two, actually, because one continuity error. But the real bad problem here is that it had to be Jane that pokes a hole in our dumb fucking meme that we've had for how many seasons now where they say that they don't have telephones in Britain. Who does she call? Oh, yeah. She calls <laughs> an know. assistant, a stable boy, a but witch. This horse is. We have no, yeah, exactly. We have no idea. Uh, horse, yeah. You called the horse. I mean, but the horse was on speed dial, which makes it even better that the horse in the stable <laughs> is on speed dial. She but she doesn't call any of her friends. She button on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Um, so that kind of sucked. So thank you, Jane. Otherwise, I think that this episode is a great episode. I, I could even veer towards a perfect episode of Buffy. I think it's so funny mm-hmm. and it's so serious. And it does it all so perfectly. And I just think that this episode plays with those big things that are always going to like get me to rate it really high. And like bad shows will do the show or the tell don't show, right? They'll just like have our friend because it's a big deal, right? I mean, this is a big Willow episode. She's coming back to meet our friends. You could just explain it all away and then go on a caper. Um, but I love that they didn't just like make it drama filled or anything, but they like literally and metaphorically create this distance built in grief and insecurity and a complete lack of communication, which is what we've been talking about forever. And I love that Willow did it. And I kind of suspected that she did right off the bat. And so that made it even sadder that she sort of brought it on herself because she's afraid of what's going to happen. And so here they are, like they're gone. You don't even have to deal with it. But then you have all these great lines because Jane is, she wrote the fuck out of this episode. And you not only have Dawn doing the line and the cut line where she's like, is anybody going to ever ask for help? Is anybody going to fucking talk to each other? But even Spike, you know, in that scene, not only was that a great scene because it was a great turnaround because Mm -hmm. it turns out he was talking Buffy. Holy shit. That was amazing. But it was like he, everybody's talking to me and no one's talking to each other. I mean, put that on a T-shirt and send it out. I mean, that's the <laughs> tagline of The everything. problem with Buffy. Exactly. And I think we're just in this like really amazing place of like, you know, I'm a huge fan of like, I love Restless, but I love Restless because it like sits in the middle of the whole series and it's like a nice little and like debrief in between things. And like we're in a weird time zone between these two seasons because if we're supposed to take them all as one season, one long season, uh, mm-hmm. like Josh said, then like we're in this interim where like things have just been all right so far. Like this show is still to me popping off and I'm I'm loving it. I mean, loving it a lot. Good. I mean, I agree. I think this was a great episode. It was really fun to watch. Uh, we had a lot of classic Buffy humor and magic mm. shenanigans. Like, it really felt like a good early season episode. Yeah. But, you know, plus a bunch of baggage. <laughs> but the baggage is earned. It's all earned. I yeah. mean, that's, that's why it's all so great. That's why the end pays off so well. It's just like, oh, God, it feels so mm-hmm. good. It feels so good. Yeah. Definitely love the Anya and Willow moments, like which also harkens so back to Doppelgangland, right, when we're doing the spell together. Um excellent monster thought the narrow was great and we had some stakes one of our people got fucking kidnapped and almost killed gotta love that again some early season shit uh plus the legit touching moment at the end and uh a very very solid episode with no red shirts no special guests no nothing great great stuff so giles is blaming giles and we're blaming us is anyone gonna blame willow oh don't give me shock face Willow's guilt over her rampage and the anxiety of seeing her friends causes her to cast a reality-altering spell without even trying. 
those are some intense feelings. But I would like to play a quick game with both of you called Reasonable or Ridiculous. Hey, Kelly, I like it. We're playing games now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We've graduated to the game playing portion of podcasting. Yes. I should have made panels because I, I would have I been right. I, I knew, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going to review Willow's recent misdeeds, and I want you to tell me if you think it's reasonable for Willow to be unconsciously anxiety spellcasting over the action that she did, uh, or if it's ridiculous for her to beat herself up so much. Okay? Okay. Right? Reasonable. Ready? Ridiculous. Okay. Reasonable or ridiculous. Here we go. Okay. Willow killed a murderer, one who murdered her girlfriend, in fact. Reasonable for her to be so torn up about it that she alters reality or ridiculous? Daniel? Reasonable. Daniel, I see your hand. Reasonable. Reasonable for her to be guilty, feel guilty about it. Oh, okay? sorry. No, Stitch, no, what do you think? no, no. Oh, no, no. Should not be guilty. Okay, uh, so ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. Oh, for her to feel I think it's ridiculous yes. to feel that. Okay, Stacia, what do you think? I'd say reasonable. Oh, okay. Fight. <laughs> Fight. <laughs> That's all it was about. All right, let's go. Yeah, so explain your position. Dana, why do you think it's well, uh, ridiculous? Well, I thought, I thought, well, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking back on the last season. We kind of talked about it all. I mean, I did go reasonable at first. I think it's both, but I mean, I think we came down with like, this. Warren's a terrible person. Fuck him. Like, let him die. Everyone else has killed everybody. Why doesn't Willow get to do it? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Everyone else at. murders. I, and I just, yeah. I think we can be pedant. Yeah, or we, we can, um, Giles can be like, you know, it's a big thing to do. But like, she's done it now. She's killed somebody. We can all take a deep breath. We can all move forward. You've moved forward. It's one thing to lecture somebody before you do it. But she, it's already happened. You shouldn't feel much about it. Just don't do it again. You know, that's yeah. the best you can do. Okay. Spoken like a true serial killer. Counterpoint. Yeah. Station. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Move on. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. I, it already happened. <laughs> that man Don't killed his, her girlfriend. Sure the love of her life. And Katrina. That's the, that's the thing. That's my problem. Yeah, and Katrina He's a two-time murderer. Something horrible killed a boy. Took his skin right off. Was, was it, it you? you? No. no. Well, with the skin thing, they're definitely going to think it was you. Buffy is anyway. Yeah. Well, so is Willow. (laughs) Oh, oh, hey. Uh, (laughs) I will say we don't kill humans in this family. (laughs) Okay. And I think that, you know, it would it would be justified for Willow to be afraid that, you know, Buffy and Co. aren't gonna take her back with open arms because she is a murderer and it changes you. As we've been told many fucking many times. times. And besides, the last real example that we've had, because no one thinks about Giles murdering what's his name in season five. Ben. Um, is Faith. And Faith stabs, you know, good old DMAF and then, you know, she's basically persona non grata for the rest of her life. <laughs> So, but DMAP was an innocent dude who's hanging out. I mean, Warren's Yeah, well, we don't kill people. Yeah, that's well, I want you to hold on to that little thought, mm. especially about the faith thing, because that might be relevant later, if I remember. Next point. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. She killed Rack, a black magic peddling dirtbag whose humanity wasn't debatable, reasonable, or ridiculous. Daniel. She didn't kill him, though, right? Okay. She Canonically, she with the comics, he is still alive. As far as we dead. know... He is dead. Gotcha. So, so reasonable la- or ridiculous? A Lalo situation. Um, it is, uh, no, again, ridiculous. I don't know. He seems like a bad guy who does bad stuff. Let him go. Yeah. Let him I think go. my friend is a serial killer. <laughs> Stacia, are you taking the counterpoint yet again? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I take the counterpoint. <laughs> so you think it's it's reasonable for her to feel guilty about killing Matt? Yeah. Uh, I would say everything that I said about killing Warren it can be applied to Rack with the Addition of saying, Rack didn't intend her any harm. 
Oh, so even less justifiable for her to yeah. kill Rack. Really, think so. So yeah. the fact that maybe he's less than human or more than human doesn't play into it for you? I mean, we don't know that. I assumed he was human. Okay. But, um, I mean, I guess yeah. if he's a demon... For me, it's never explicitly said. It's never explicitly said if he's 100% human or not. It's just mm-hmm. like a magic-using human, right? No different than Will or Terra or mm-hmm. anybody else or Amy. Um, his character, to me, is supposed to be someone that's been so corrupted by abuse of magic for so long that he's something other than human. Like, if Spike hit him, I don't if think his ship would go off. If he you know still I mean? has his soul, if he hasn't bartered that away for his magic, then... But we don't know if he has or not. Well, I know we don't, but I think, you know... So you, I don't know. You just have to do the right thing, which is undeniably true, which is treat it like he's a person yeah. because we, as far as we know, he is. And you shouldn't kill people, goddammit. We don't kill people in this family. Yeah. We don't kill people in this family. All right. Uh, next I thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, in my defense, I, I bent over backwards when we were all in the room together trying to make sense of it all. And I, I yeah. had my whole long thing about Buffy and her, and her thing. And I'm glad that she has those feelings, but I feel the same way as I did back then. It's like... I, I know what she's saying, and I agree. We should not do that in this family. I agree. But I'm going to be like Giles, and I'm going to break the rules of this family if I have to. And then you'll uh, never know. Enough. But you'll be happy that I did because it's not going to harm Beat Me Pot family. But I think it's less in this case about whether Willow can justify it to herself and more about whether she can sure. justify it to her friends. Yeah. You know? So she's like she's coming well. to terms with what she's done, and she's dealing with it. That's why she doesn't want to leave England is because she thinks it's helping her. Yeah. But she's scared to go back to Sunnydale because what if my friends reject me? Absolutely. And that's something to so. truly be afraid of. And based on the precepts that we've set out, we know Buffy's feelings in all of this. So it's like you're going back to somebody who is very dogmatic about it, and mm-hmm. it could be a very bad thing. So I, yep. I do understand her fear. Yeah. Okay. Next. She destroyed the magic box and Anya's oh. livelihood in the process. Should she feel guilty about this or not? Reasonable or ridiculous? Daniel. It is ridiculous because she should have insurance. This should be covered. <laughs> now, now you're going to say, and rightfully so, that there's no government. There's no such thing as insurance in this world. <laughs> and that's fair. And also, these are priceless artifacts and all this stuff. And there's magic hands and tongues and all kinds of shit. Sure. <laughs> it's going to be hard to get that inventory back. But, you know, Giles did it once. Does Giles not have a supply list? Again, we just confirmed, confirmed that you can call people on phones. Call that horse and <laughs> say, I got to talk to Giles right now. Call the horse in charge. God damn it. Station reasonable or ridiculous? I would say ridiculous too. Okay. So Willow should be off the hook for the magic box injection. Yeah. I mean, is it the first time the magic box has been destroyed? Amen. Absolutely not. They could rebuild if they wanted to. And Giles choosing took care of his business. Why, why can't Anya? You know, that's that says that Anya's just given up on it or something. Well, I mean, she got yeah. condemned, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. The the real Unsafe. government of uh, of Sunnydale just condemned the building. Really? Like, what? <laughs> We've seen so many buildings that are condemned. What are we doing? Yeah. it's uh, It does seem like you could be able to pick up the pieces or, I don't know, move locations, right? You still have the business. Maybe you can't use that building anymore. It doesn't mean that you can't. Just take off the signs and just keep using the building. Who's going to stop you? Shouldn't we call the police or something? And tell them... She threatened to kill Don. I mean, obviously, she didn't actually do anything. But reasonable or ridiculous to be upset? Oh, I'm going to say re- I'm gonna say reasonable. Threatening Don is, is too far. That would be sad. Oh. That's very sad. Okay. So, so far, we've established... Just so we- <laughs> murdering is okay. Murdering people, murdering fine. Uh, to be fine. frankly honest, yes. If they're bad people, to, for Threatening to die, our friends. Totally fine. Threatening our friends, it's not in this family... <laughs> No, in this family. <laughs> right? No. I would Too say sure? that, that she would feel bad. She would feel bad. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I think she does feel bad, but whether or not she should, Stacia, reasonable or ridiculous? Uh, I think it's both. Okay. I would say, I think I agree with Daniel, it's reasonable. If Buffy's going to hold a grudge about something, it's going to be about threatening to hurt her little sister. Yeah. Um, But that being said, I don't know in Willow's mind if that's something she's worrying about. Like, of all the things you've done, if that's the one that you would narrow in on. Shit, I've already broke this girl's arm in a car wreck and she forgave me. Why the fuck would she be bad about that? Honestly, though. (laughs) She is kind of ride or die. She's only two. She's she's just growing up. She misses Molly, really. She's got to learn these lessons sometime that you're, you know sort of adopted aunt mother might try to kill you and then end the world. That's all she knows. I mean, this is just a bad <laughs> She's only been alive for three years or two years, whatever. Two years, yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, beat the crap out of Buffy and Giles. Ridiculous or reasonable? Oh, to feel ridiculous. sad about it? That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous? Both of you are going with ridiculous? Yeah. They get beat up all the time. What does it matter? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Giles deserves a good KO and Buffy is Buffy, man. She was ready for a fight. She was spoiling for it. She wanted to fight Willow. That's something I mean, fun you're going to gonna joke about later, too. I mean, you're going to sit at a bar later on, and you're just going to be like, remember that time we fucking fought, and I fucking like, sort of beat you? And Buffy's going to be like, bitch, you didn't beat me. And it's like, yeah. And I then did. Buffy's going to beat the shit out of Willow. <laughs> <laughs> With <Yeah>. no strength. <laughs> no, but then your immediate comeback is no, but you were going to end the world, but then you stopped because of a yellow crayon. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Classic. Uh, uh, last but not least, mm. that whole thing of trying to end the world. Reasonable yeah. or ridiculous? <laughs> I would just say I would, I would say I would say it's it's reasonable for her to feel like uh like that's pretty bad. Like that's a line to be drawn. <laughs> uh, I mean just Who in the show are in you? show world in show world it's ridiculous because it just it, the stakes never really in the way that like the gift, you know, you saw dragons coming out, like the world was ending okay. ending. Mm-hmm. It would have been a little bit better just if like you saw the world ending or Yeah, I mean we were marked at the time like a pink statue's coming out of the fucking ground. Oh no. Yeah. So it's kinda like <laughs> eh, okay, you were probably not doing what you thought. It was probably just gonna be a firework and like that's all that was really happening. So you really don't you can't tell what's going on but i would say like if her intention was to end the world and that was what her her body wanted to do yeah i would i would i'd feel a little bit guilty about that stacia uh i would say reasonable and also embarrassing reasonable and embarrassing yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's tara you know it's like her world has ended it's sad yeah, remember all those but things? But, like, how melodramatic and stupid to try to end the entire fucking world. Yeah. Uh, if you've never been in love, dear God. I have. I would probably just kill myself. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay, we are let's really move on. Everything. Trigger alert. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, after the fact. <laughs> well, causing pain sounds really cool, I know, but turns out it's really upsetting. On a different Guiltapalooza stage, we have Buffy's feelings. <laughs> she Buffy feels... is. <laughs> Buffy feels guilty that she thought Willow might have flayed the hapless teen hoodlum. Why? Willow's kind of a logical preliminary suspect given the limited evidence, and it's not like she was so convinced that she ruled out any other possibility. So why the guilt? Stacia, why she feel guilty? About suspecting Willow. Probably because, you know, that poor hapless quote-unquote hoodlum is innocent until proven guilty. And the fact that Buffy looked at that person and thought, you're probably a hoodlum who is putting a graffito on the wall means you deserve to die and Willow caught you and killed you for it. You think that's... Whoa, that was a take I was not expecting. That was no. a shot at well, again, me. Buffy's yes, fine with all human death as long yeah. as just other people do- dealing with 
dealing it out for her. Willow is a vigilante, okay? She She stops crime at the source. I like this story. So you see a hoodlum. (laughs) Doing a crime. Doing a crime, and your best vigilante friend is on the run. What are you going to suspect? Okay, that being said, I think the reason why Buffy feels guilty is that, you know, she wants to be a shining beacon of goodness and that she trusts her friends so she would never think that they would flay someone alive even though you know her friends have flayed people alive and i guess that makes you feel weird (laughs) uh yeah so daniel what do you what do you think that she should feel guilty uh yeah i think so i mean i think what she should feel guilty about is the entire theme of this episode is that they don't they just don't talk to one another anymore and it almost shows how far they've sort of drifted away that you could almost go back to feeling that way um because the foundations have shifted so much uh, a little bit so do you think that if one of your close friends tried to end the world and therefore you know murder you in the process that maybe there'd be a little distance between (laughs) you afterwards Yeah, I mean, but there was already distance. I mean, there was just already distance. Though. But is it, or would you just like shrug and be like, yeah, I mean, it happened, so I would know he was worrying about it now. Could have been a firework, you know, again, it's just grief takes different forms. This lady is <laughs> fireworks. Really, like kind of freaking out a bit, but she, she might have been fine. So it was just fun. like a lottery, like she was going to roll and either yeah. destroy the world or like do some pretty fireworks. I didn't want to know if she could destroy the world is what I would say if I were Buffy, you know, but I, you know, it, it could have just been a lot of bluster. We don't know. I mean, we do not know to this day if she could have actually done it. So maybe yeah. she would have failed. How do you be friends with an apocalypse? What? I mean, that's what Willow is, right? She's like, she's got the capacity within her to be an apocalypse. Mm, yeah. Wouldn't you like forever be a little scared of her? Because um, like if one, one thing goes wrong. See a later question. Hold your horses. I'm not ready to address she, that. You're right. She wants to feel like she is the epitome <laughs> of good. So. But again, I just like that she told her. Like, I don't think she yeah. would have told her two seasons ago any of that. She would have just walked away. So I just think that's that's growth. It's nice for her to tell Willow what she's actually thinking. It's self-aware and good. Yeah. And I'm happy for them. Uh, I think it would be hard to be friends with an apocalypse. And I'll talk about it in a minute. Is it like you're scared of losing that feeling again? And it, having it be okay to hurt people? And then you're not in charge of the power anymore because it's in charge of you? Wow, that was really overdramatically stated, but yeah, that's it. I get it, believe me. Buffy says, I want to be the kind of person that wouldn't think that, implying that she wants to be able to trust Willow implicitly despite her very recent murdering and attempted world ending. But thankfully, Willow says, you have to say that stuff because yeah, that's absolutely true. It would be negligent for Buffy, as the Slayer, not to consider Willow. So, do you think that part of Buffy's guilt is that Willow... That is... Okay, sorry. Do you think that part of Buffy's guilt is that if Willow was off the wagon and she had killed that boy, Buffy knows she would have to stop Willow again, and that could mean killing her this time. And then, as you've already pointed out, you know... Willow doesn't do a good job of assuaging any anxiety in this department. It's okay. She says, it's okay, too, if you still don't think I can recover from this magic thing. Because, honestly, I'm not sure that I can either. Can their friendship ever really be the same if Buffy has it in the back of her mind that Willow could be a threat at any point? Your friend has the power to end the world if she wants to. How do you recover from that? So, do you think in this episode that there isn't, it's um, too easy like, they get back into being friends too quickly? Is that what you're saying? That, like, there should be some distance, but they seem to be together? Or just that 
it would be something you would think Buffy would be having in the back of her mind. Uh, I mean, I don't think that it's too easy. I I like that Buffy is trying to support Willow and they're sort of being vulnerable with each other. But I feel like, you know, like you said, it would be negligent as a slayer to not remember that, like, Willow has that capacity. Can they get past that, though? Like, do you think Buffy forever now will, will think that? Like, she'll be ready on some level. She will think Willow might be a guilty party at some point. She runs into something weird and she will think Willow first. Maybe, but does that change the friendship? I mean, but does that friendships grow? They evolve. I mean, I I don't, it doesn't like, that might be true. She might suspect on some deep level that, oh shit, maybe it's Willow. Like now I have Willow has to be one of those things to slot in. Where's Willow? Get Willow on the horn. Make sure it's not Willow. That might be something she does forever. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think that that like necessarily has to take away from their friendship. I think, Willow would say that's being cautious. Like you're being the slayer. You're doing the right thing. You're checking all your boxes. I am now unfortunately a box that you have to check. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would hope that, I mean, as Willow displayed here, that she has that self-awareness. Like I get it. Yeah. I I thought it was me too. But at some point, don't you think Willow is going to be like, you got to give me a chance, man. You can't always think I'm one of the bad guys. And wouldn't that kind of weigh on you a little bit? uh, Sure. I mean, I think in time, possibly. But I also think like, I mean, yeah, because I think at some point she'll say another truth of it all, which is like it was in a very specific cocktail of things that got mm. me to that place. And it's yeah. like I am an addict because that's what addicts do. And I <laughs> w- I fucked with some shit and then Tara fucking died and my entire life went gone. And and now it's not gone because I'm healing. But like I, I will be able to use magic again and it's not going to get to that dark place because I'm going to work on myself and I'm going to be better. And I mean, what can you do as a friend? But trust that. But again, I think it's totally fair to be like, well, I'm going to be watching you. And if you look sad one day, I'm going to I'm going to worry. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, whatever is going on. If there's yeah. a big ant in that in the town or something that's terrorizing people, <laughs> I'll be like, ant. what does that mean? You know, is is Willow on a picnic? Is she like going nuts? I don't know. You're going to you're going to think about it. And that's OK. Yeah. And we are super early days. This is literally the first day she's been back in Sunnydale. Right. So you're allowed to have all those feelings. And as far as them like reconciling or coming together again, like this did go off pretty much without a hitch shenanigans aside almost like, dying i think also does it too i mean that really will put oh, yeah. the fear of god in you and heighten it. make you uh yeah really want to be like hey you know what i i have a lot to say to you and so do i and okay let's do this i think that of anyone buffy is in the best position to have willow as a friend and not let it change their relationship even though you know willow almost murdered everyone that she cares about uh because she's <laughs> got experience doing this <laughs> uh with angel because she was forced with angel to finally get to the point where she recognized like i doesn't matter how much i love you doesn't matter how much i care for you i have to do this and i think she's learned to like compartmentalize what it is to be Buffy as a person and what it is to be Buffy as the Slayer. And so she's never had to put herself in a position where she thought, can I murder Willow if I had to? And she has now. And I think that's kind of what she's calling out. She's saying, I wish I wasn't this person Mm. because Xander never would think this, but I have to, you know, like as the Slayer. And I think that's what, you know, Willow's acknowledging as well. And Obviously, Buffy and Angel's relationship at this point isn't close for other relationshipy reasons. But, like, I, you know, I think that she was able to move on and recognize that, like, you aren't everything you've ever done. 
but at the same time, there's always going to be a part of her where it's like, I would kill you if I had to. If I have to protect Dawn, I will do it. Yeah. And she's she's proven that. She'll put yeah. Dawn before the world, right? That's yeah. why Dawn's a big thing with the bringing up a, yeah. you, you did try to kill my sister. Well, so, I mean, yeah. in a perfect world here, and I don't want to spoil the question, and we can just cut this off, but it's like, I mean, what you're saying here about, I mean, again, the theme of forgiveness and the fact that faith comes back, it's like, there's a lot of like this idea is going to be confronted multiple times. And mm-hmm. I think that is interesting because faith is like, yeah, she did a really bad thing and she is persona non grata, but she's not going to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I can't wait to see how Buffy reacts to that. And I'm much more interested in that now after this episode. So I don't know. Yeah. If you well, I do ha- like that, but I do have questions. I do have questions. Mm. So forgiveness versus redemption is for is redemption. Oh, my God. Is forgiveness just redemption without the work? We talked about Spike a lot last week because for obvious reasons and whether or not he's worthy of redemption. And this week, Willow needs forgiveness and a lot of it. Her words. Uh, So first, I would like you both to define forgiveness and redemption for me as you see them. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. Now, Uh, go ahead. I would say forgiveness is something that has to be given to you by the person that you hurt. And redemption is you having to make actions to try to fix the situation or like prove that or like become a better person or something, you know, like forgiveness is something that you can't do for yourself. Other people have to do that. Redemption is the thing that you're doing to try to heal from it. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, it makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, One is something that somebody gives to you. Yeah. Like forgiveness is like the healing part for the victim and redemption is like the healing part for the transgressor perpetrator. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Daniel, what, what is that no, how same. you would oh, yeah, absolutely. define them? Okay, so does Willow deserve to be forgiven? Does she need to be redeemed? Are both things true? Yes, I don't know. Stacia? I don't know if anyone deserves to be forgiven. I think mm. that's up to the person who was hurt on, you know, whether they can let it go or not. I think that her friends have forgiven her. And I don't think she's done anything to redeem herself yet. She This is day one. Again. She's got a really long road to go. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, what do you think? Does, does Willow deserve to be forgiven by her friends? And does she have redeeming to do? Uh, definitely redeeming to do. I don't know exactly what that necessarily looks like, except being with your friends and being the best friend you can be. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I would say Buffy, too. I mean, they've all had those failings. Yes, Willow almost ended the world and stuff. But just in their friend group, I mean, as friends, they can be better friends together. And that is a good step. I mean, because Willow did step all over that a lot as well uh, in in the worst way. Buffy just kind of was negligent. But uh, Willow took it to an extreme. So we should figure that out a little bit. But yeah, nobody deserves to be redeemed. But you would hope. I know that the person redeeming themselves would hope in their redemption they can bask possibly in forgiveness, and you can conflate the two by you think you deserve it because you've rede- – mm-hmm. I mean, that could be your spike paradigm, right? If he did feel like, I should be with Buffy now because I did this thing, um, mm-hmm. we're in a b- bad spot. But I don't think that's anything like what Willow is doing. I think Willow, you know, sitting there and being like, I'm healing, I'm growing new skin, it's like – it doesn't really uh, – hopefully it doesn't matter what happens. Like, I'm here because I love you and we're obviously connected, but – she, I don't know if she really needed any of that forgiveness, but it's nice probably to hear, as she says, you know. So, I mean, yeah, I think she definitely wants to be forgiven. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. she needs to be, for, for her to continue on. I mean, 
I, I think if Willow doesn't have the support of her friends, if her friends don't forgive her, she has no reason to keep going. I mean, honestly, like maybe the sense of destiny that Giles tried to instill at her in the 11th hour before she left for Sunnydale, where she's like, the, wor- the world's going to need you. Bye, Willow. Uh, <laughs> I, her friends, if they turned on her, if they yeah, didn't take her back, fuck it. Dark magic's easier. It's more fun. Mm, I mean, I know. No. And I miss it. I miss it. Yeah. Road to recovery. <laughs> Let me get a little taste. Let me get a little recovery, taste. Kelly. She's in recovery. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm scared that's, of both of you now. <laughs> I just think that it's, you know, it's essential that they take her back. And maybe that's not fair. Maybe that weighs on there, too. Maybe it's just, like, this sense of fair. making them... Yeah. To, to make them feel like guilty that they need to forgive mm-hmm. her, I don't know. Like, we're putting not a that lot she's doing on, that, but on these characters, I mean, that could definitely be yeah. a storyline. I mean, I, I I think we're reading way too much into it right now, but yeah, I mean, the that's true. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people just do forgive people. You know, either you don't mean it or you just do it because you feel the pressure or you feel like they've done a lot to quote unquote redeem themselves, even though they might not have done the right thing or really anything or whatever. And so you, yeah, feel that pressure. I mean, I don't think that that's the case here, but. So because I guess I don't, I don't know what words mean. Uh, I, for some reason, the word redemption always implied to me that the person had previously been like a good person. Like they had been an altruistic or okay person mm-hmm. yeah. and they had to, something to go back to. They did a terrible thing mm-hmm. and they, and people know you can be better than this. I know you can be mm-hmm. better than this. You can be redeemed because I know you were good. You just fucked up, which is not necessarily true, but that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, but then Spike, you know, we're talking about redemption and Spike's never been good, right? Uh, Sans before when he was human, but he's never been good, right? Um, but through his actions, he chose to become good, which was what the whole thing, which Spike, in which we already went into. So for Willow, it's like, we she's just Willow, right? Like, has Xander, I'll just say hi to her. She's just Willow. She's just my friend. I know she's a good person, and I know she can be again or still is or whatever. But contrasting how we treat Willow with how we treat Faith, I don't think it's necessarily a one-to-one, but it's interesting in exploring because of what they did, right? They both killed people. But why is it different? Well, one... If anything, point faith, she did it on accident the first time. She did not mean to kill Deputy Mary Allen Finch. Here we that go. just happened. Here we go. Okay? Mm-hmm. Willow, with malice aforethought, flayed Willen, <laughs> flayed Willen, flayed Warren alive in the woods, okay? So, a little damning. Same thing. Rack, intended, went to kill him, did kill him. Faith's second victim, the volcanologist, I think. Mm. It was either the oh, demon yeah. guy or it was the volcanologist. That was tough. But either way, the demon was a demon, so we can play the demons aren't people game, whatever morality wow. thing. But the volcanologist, he was a human. She was sent there as an assassin on the word of Mayor Wilkins, so it wasn't exactly her choice, but she did do it. Like It, it was it, her choice. It was her choice, rather, but it wasn't her idea, I should say, right? Yeah. Unlike Willow, whose idea was to kill Rack, so she killed Rack. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea. So... So again, we, we great idea. Again, we have if we're talking murder in the first. This Willow's coming out pretty Such bad. A manslaughter. Okay. <laughs> then we have a trajectory shift. Okay. Uh, Willow, I mean, Faith gets put into a coma. So ho, who knows how much more damage Faith could have caused? But she was certainly on a path to cause more destruction. She does get put into a coma, so we don't really know what she would have done. Willow gets rehabilitated, maybe by force, but she still is like. Her friends know that she's still good and they want her to be good again. And so she tries to become good again. Faith 
comes out of her coma swinging, <laughs> trying to kill everybody again, gets captured by the council who do her dirty and then tries to kill them, goes to L.A., tries to kill everyone there, <laughs> tortures Wesley. Like, it's not a great look. And she does go to jail and she needs to go to jail so she can reflect on the things that she's done <laughs> and try to be a good person again. So Faith needs to really work at the redemption thing, whereas Willow, I think... They know she can be good. She like she's got so much of a benefit of the doubt. But if you look yeah. at their crimes, <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> but I mean, but you all, but I think you should take into into uh, effect who they were before. Because you're right. She's basically just gone back to parody. She's basically back to Willow, just neutral mm-hmm. Willow, and that's already pretty high compared to neutral Faith, which I assume <laughs> yeah. is what Faith is going to be neutral. I mean, she's probably going to do some heroic stuff. I forget what her arc is, but like. You know, she it, her neutral is pretty low. It's just, it's interesting when we do, it all matters how close you are to Buffy. I'm sorry, it just is what it is. If you're good, if you're in good with Buffy, you're going to get some breaks. <laughs> is that what it is, you think? I, I mean, I think it's got to be. I like, it's, it's complicated, right? That's an easy out to say it's complicated, but mm-hmm. it is. Like, you have to weigh all the facts. And unfortunately, the fact of Willow is Willow holds a lot of weight. Versus, you know, Faith. Like, you're not going to give her the benefit of the doubt. She's proven she's a killer. She will kill on command or for fun if she wants to. I will submit an argument for your consideration. Please. Which I haven't submitted before (laughs) in this forum. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Please do. I will conform a copy and return it to you. Thank you. I would like it stamped and in triplicate, please. Yes, you're welcome. Okay, thank you. Um, So I have, like very frequently harped on the fact that I thought it was such bullshit that Buffy doesn't really care that Spike gets a soul when the defining factor with Angel seems to be, well, he's good as soul. He's a good person. Um, But now I'm wondering, I mean, yes, it's that, but also it seems to be how much joy you take in the suffering of others. Mm -hmm. And while Angelus without a soul is, you know, a horrible monster, probably one of like the most sort of psychopathic ruthless monsters we see on Buffy Angel with a soul was like homeless and sad for a very long time. Like he did not enjoy it. Doesn't like he's tortured by the memories of the things that he's done. You know, Willow is also tortured by the memories of the things. But that she, she was did. having a great time at the time. Although we're talking about Angel being Angel. I'm so sorry. This is your moment. I'm sorry. Thank you, Willow. In this moment tortured by the things that she's done i think it's easy for buffy to be like yeah but when you look at faith and when you look at spike they do things and they don't feel remorse for them and so you know spike gets a soul but like buffy doesn't like feel it that he feels bad that he did those things and like maybe getting a soul is what made him crazy i don't no, but it does seem kind of like he's he's not as emotionally wrecked as Angel is by the thought of all the people that he's killed. But that's also because he like maintains some level of humanness even when he was a vampire. And he wasn't as cruel as Angelus was. But um, I think Faith follows sort of the same trajectory where she does these things. And we see her feeling bad that DMAF gets stabbed, right? But Buffy doesn't see that. Buffy just sees this sort of like facade that she puts on to sort of deal with the rest of the world and uh, I think as she gets further into that that becomes more of her actual personality and she enjoys doing these things because she finds comfort with having the mayor as her father character and approving of her and the choices she's making um so I think, like, at least from Buffy's perspective, you know, she had a moment where she was friends with Faith and she was enjoying these things and she was like 
you know, want to have <laughs> about her life. And she realized, like, I have power and it's dangerous if I act that way and if I'm flippant about it. Like, I need to be aware of my choices and the ramifications of them. And, you know, Willow, or not Willow, uh, Faith and Spike don't really show that they understand that. So I wonder if that's maybe why, you know, when Faith killed DMAF and then further on it was like there wasn't a chance for her to be redeemed because she didn't have like the regret to show that she needed to whereas Willow does. Yeah she only really showed remorse or like regret uh, in front of Angel and that's why they have mm-hmm. that the whole bond that they do is because she's the only one that she opens he's the only one she opens up to. So Buffy has that not has, mm-hmm. doesn't have that perspective at all like the worthy of redemption thing right she mm-hmm. sees nothing in there that's worthy of turning around or that could possibly turn around where it's like Willow is Willow she is sad mm-hmm. and when Angel is sad he's very sad mm-hmm. <laughs> worthy of the redemption <laughs> but yeah I mean it's it's really hard to tell where Spike's head at because he's off his fucking rocker so like does he feel bad about this stuff although I thought it was nice in this episode where he has a moment where he's like oh what I did you know like we're we're talking about Mr. Attempted Rape we're not talking about the body right willow assumes that he's talking about skinning the kid alive but because mm. she doesn't know that that happened and uh but he like backs away and he's i mean like, also so the he's entire still end of by. the last episode too i mean also right. does a little bit towards that yeah oh yeah for sure anyway i mean i think i think our kids are going to be all right in the end but i do think that i think that was uh astute to point out that buffy has effectively compartmentalized mm. that slayerness and and Buffy the Friend and Buffy the Slayer. Mm-hmm. I think that she can still love Willow, still forgive Willow, still want her to, to have her redemption moment and trust her and put her faith in her. But the second she's mm-hmm. gone, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going after Don? Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the, the Slayer has been activated. Friend Buffy is gone. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the best way to handle it, the most healthy way to handle it. Because otherwise, how do you really deal? These poor kids have yeah. so much drama. <laughs> you can't just... even go to a therapist. <laughs> Buffy is the therapist. How fucked is that <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh Dan, do you have anything else you wanted to say on on any of that uh no 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 i think that was okay. that was excellent uh stacia that was really really interesting i'm gonna have to chew on that for a while when did you get all insightful i'm surprisingly sensitive uh will anyone around here ever ask for help when we need it don astutely asks <laughs> We touched on this last week, but Anya explicitly says it in this episode, causing pain sounds really cool, I know, but it turns out it's really upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) So should Anya go to Buffy and ask for help? Do you think there's anything Buffy or Willow could really do at this point for her? Daniel. About her vengeance team? Yeah, about like her feelings and wanting to get out of the game. Mm. Oh, for her. Oh, shit. I mean, I think think in the universe above the Vampire Slayer, yes, if that's what we're going to do for a season... You could make it cool and do a lot of fun stuff, but like, they're not. That's not going to happen, though, right? I mean, I think Buffy could help. I mean, why not? Our friends are plucky; they can do anything. (laughs) But I mean, they're not going to, right? I mean, she's not going to do it. I mean, Anya also is a very prideful person, and I think that she would not. I don't think that she would. I don't think that she would do that unless things got pretty dire. But maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well. Do you think that Buffy knows Anya is struggling somehow with this vengeance stuff and calling her to watch Don is like some subtle way of keeping her involved and invested in their friend group and also humanity at large? I <laughs> no. don't think Stacia so. Not yeah, at no. all. No. I think that she's I like, think... I need to call him the babysitter. Oh, Willow's mm-hmm. in a cave. I need to call the next one. <laughs> Hit mm-hmm. the button. The horse is like, I'm in England. It's like, I yeah. need to call the next one. And it's Damn like, oh, it's Anya. You're never here when we need you. Yeah, no. And then she's like, oh, shit, Anya. That's right. She's actually not on our team. Eh, fuck it. Who cares? 
whatever, man. It's fine. It's fine. Xander, you're good with this? Whatever. We're fine. Dawn, you good? Yeah. You can't talk? Whatever. All right. We're good. I don't know, Stacia, do you think that, that Buffy's trying to help Anya or that no. Anya should seek help from Buffy? I don't think Buffy has any idea and doesn't care what's going on in Anya's life. <laughs> they don't talk. They're not friends. You they know, don't like each other. The, I think that something is very obvious to make that statement true, which is Anya is killing people. Uh, or at least enacting horrible vengeance crimes on them, and Buffy's just chilling. Well, she's doing it in Brazil. Yeah, but sometimes, I mean, I guess the one time she did it in Sunnydale, we dealt with it last week. Well, I think the most telling issue is that Willow cast an unconscious spell to hide herself from her friends, and yeah, Anya and Spike weren't included in the spell. Oh, yeah, that's I a mean... good point. Sick burn. Sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough to bail you out of trouble, but not good enough to be your friend. That's fine, Willow. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Willow treated her like shit, too, when she was sitting on this. Oh, this, I know. The, She's like, yeah, 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 but where are they? Where yeah, are whatever. I don't care friends. about your emotional baggage. Yeah. 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 The fuck? I know. Awful. But they've never been friends for what it's worth. But, uh, but they've had some fun they? moments. Her and, they and had Tara fun moments. and Xander and Anya used to hang out all the time. Yes, that's true. And they used Especially to talk about Buffy's death. Dead. I know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fuck Willow, rude. But they rude. bonded this over Buffy's not... death, and now she's back, so, you know. They have no reason to hang out. They have no reason to hang out. <laughs> Willow <laughs> might be a murderer. She's also a bad friend. <laughs> That's, yeah, like, Second true. to being a bad friend. <laughs> Her and Buffy, I mean, they definitely, they're two, that's why they're friends, because they're good at being bad friends. But not to well, each other, but also excited. to to uh to see this come to a head because Anya can't just keep operating out in the open without Buffy having to deal with it because the Slayer is gonna have to bring the Spendage demons down and I'm excited to watch Selfless watch it happen. Anyway, so I feel bad for Anya. Yeah, well who doesn't feel bad for Anya? Look, we're it might be serial killers, but we have hearts. Yeah. <laughs> you have other people's. Hey, <laughs> This is an excellent time to remind everyone that we're all podcast, and you can find us everywhere at uh, demons, demons, demons. And they'll find you. Yeah, and most importantly, we'll find you. Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. We have a website, beatmepod.wordpress.com. Maybe one day it'll be demonsdemonsdemons.com. Uh, but for now, it's beatmepod.wordpress.com. Or buttons, uh, buttons. Who could, what's the thing with the buttons.com? Button, button, who's got the buttons.com. Uh, on that website, we have show notes that, uh, you know, if we make any references to any other stuff, pop culture, whatever, we'll put it up there uh we have most importantly a link to a spotify playlist that we make just for you that contains all the music in a buffy the vampire slayer that's available on spotify as well as all the music that we might play here on our podcast uh, but if you don't feel like going to the website to find that playlist you can just go straight to spotify and type in what Stacia? beat me hyphen fun time playlist playlist for fo- god fucking damn it so beat good. me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans season seven thank you <laughs> wonderful Words are hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, why do you yell about it? You want to yell about it? How yeah, hard words are? You I do. Go first? You can tell me, tell me about it? Um, yeah. So we kind of covered this in the plot already, but the initial scene when they're at the airport is a complete travesty. Mm. This is post 9-11. <laughs> People are just hanging out, don't have tickets, picking up their families. Wow. Furthermore, we know that... Willow came from London. Why didn't she have to go through customs? Yeah. When Stacia said that, I was like, oh my fucking God, customs. You're totally right. This would have no. been a whole to-do. You don't just get off the plane. You don't just get off the plane. Oh, my God. Never. Bullshit. This is this show is unrealistic. It's the show about magic and demons is just unrealistic. and can't be taken seriously. You hate to see it. I do want to yell about the final scene of the show. I mean, I know that we've talked about it, but I really... This thing like was just like trying to take me out, this show was. Like, when, when Willow says, I missed you so much when I couldn't find you, 
so fucking sad. It's nice to be forgiven too bad. I need so much of it. And then Willow, like, on, on trying to heal, like, it hurts too much not to try. And then Buffy giving her her strength. Like, this show, Jane Espenson, fuck you. Not only is this the funniest <laughs> show in the entire absolute world, I laughed so hard. And I can't wait to just, like, say a bunch of lines out of context. Because you can for days. But, like, man, you really nailed, nailed the emotional tenor of, like, what needed to happen. So good. I couldn't find you guys, and I looked everywhere. And the demon said that you left me. Oh, there you are. There you are. Don't go away. We're not going away. And always a student of the show. Like, they, all their important conversations happen on a bed. Like, it's just them sitting together, whether it's in the dorm or Buffy's bedroom. You know, like, when Angel and her break up, when uh, Willow is... is sad about stuff, you know, all the things that happen, like Xander sleeping with Faith or whatever. It's always they're on the bed together talking about the shit that happened, and this was perfect to have just them alone in the room talking. It's beautiful. God damn you, Jane. It's nice to be forgiven. Too bad I need so much of it. Um, I like Willow's outfit. Just need to say that. It's really nice. It looks nice, yeah. Oh, the little ruffle shirt. It's, she felt really classy, like the mm-hmm. leather jacket, and then like the, she had like like business slacks and some nice, reasonable heels. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was excellent. Uh, although, the fact that she went to sleep in that entire outfit, a little <laughs> bonkers to me. Who sleeps in a leather fucking she jacket? She wanted to wake I mean, up to her friends and look good. Look as good as she did. Is <laughs> that the excuse? She wanted to be in the full garb? Yeah, all right. So. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I just, that's, that's too much. That's fine, but then she woke up and she spent all day wearing it, and that's after a transatlantic flight. Like, that's that's some serial killer shit. That's great. Hey, you're throwing that around. <laughs> throwing that around too much. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, she's not technically a serial killer yet. She was just a spree killer. A spree killer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's nice. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's in Willow's future. Okay, your turn. Stacia. Me? Um, okay, uh, while I love Buffy, I cannot divorce myself from my true first love which is um police procedurals <laughs> and so when they found the flayed body of the um innocent till proven guilty who them teenager um <laughs> i astutely noticed he had no pants and as we know willow's mo is to flay yet leave the pants intact and so if buffy was a better investigator she would have known immediately that willow could not have done this crime and ruled her out stop the calling card exactly wow it's not it's not it's not what she does Bonk, bonk. This is why we need Don to create that CSI database about shit. Dude, because clearly great idea. we are lacking. Great Wasn't idea. it? Great they, idea, Buffy girl. just like scoffed at it, like laughed it off. No, that is an an, an essential an idea. Excellent idea. And a great use of Don's time. Like, make her the MVP, man. I'm yeah. Data Girl. I'm that fucking girl with the pigtails or whatever on NCIS. Yeah. That's Don now. Yeah. The end. She knows about Viscera. Makes you proud. Uh, you already mentioned it, but I just want to say it now. I'm just kind of going through what we didn't talk about. But um, in your script that you wrote and that you read, Sasha, was excellent. But I, the only time, and I'm sorry, I only said that there was one uh, problem. But the other problem I would say is that when Willow looked out the window and we got the little gunshot oh, the thing, thing, but like her face didn't wince at all. Like, so like she didn't know. know that they were going to put it on. And so I was like, wow, weird disconnect. I know you want us to remember, but fuck, man, this whole episode is predicated on us remembering like if we don't know what's going on right now we that's not really going to help us that much but fuck man yeah i didn't 
He didn't. I didn't like it either. Yeah. I think that if the, if you're going to do it, you need to wreck Willow, which this episode is about fixing Willow. So I understand we don't want to wreck Willow. So you either do it and it punches her in the gut and she can't recover for a second, or you don't do it because like yeah. it's weird to have her not react. I know, and even to like you could just touch the glass and have it and have that sound effect. Do it when she touches the glass. That's fine. Like literally anything. Just her like, I'm walking to the thing. You could have just done that gunshot anywhere. Like the moment she walked in the house. Tara. I'm just like, nope, no, I have nothing to say. Just 1041 and I'm walking through. It's like, okay, all right, whatever, man. Maybe though she just hears that all the time and that would be dark and I would hate that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't think about that. That would be dark. Oh, man. Uh, I guess part of Willow's recovery is forgetting simple words. Uh, Anya says, Spike's insane in the basement. And she says, what in the what meant? Yeah. Insane. Base. I mean, Base. so funny. So funny. Yeah, stay <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Um, Anya doesn't get enough respect. Yeah, you're I'm right. fucking sorry. I get that Buffy's a hero and Willow's an all-powerful magician and Dawn is like, I don't know, some sad hanger on or something. But like, <laughs> if I had been in this friend group and Xander had done what Anya had done to them, I would have gone like scorched earth, like salt the ground with them and I would be Anya's friend and I would be like, fuck all of those Scoobies. I mean, someone should yeah. have. Yeah. Like, I get it. You've been friends with Xander longer, but he did a shitty thing and also... You're all there. sucky friends, and Anya really needs someone. But Willow Clearly. wouldn't And she didn't that. do anything. But She's w- trying. True, but Willow's been friends with Xander forever, and we established that Buffy doesn't really care. And Dawn is just Tara would have been friends with on. Anya. Yeah. Tara, Tara would have been friends with Anya. She's well, it's dead. just like... Even in this, I get Will, you're going through a moment, but also clearly Anya is too. And even if you're not officially friends with her right now, you used to be friends with her and you should like shut up and listen to her a little bit. But they did. You know, and they had a nice moment. I though. just feel so bad. She like lost everything and she didn't do anything wrong. She did not. No. I and mean, no. she did turn into a vengeance demon. She did. I still don't think she did anything wrong. <laughs> nice. Nice. Here's something you should know about vengeance demons we don't roof with the sorry. We prefer, oh God, please stop hitting me with my own rib bones. Uh, there was that moment where uh, it was really rich that fucking Xander of all people couldn't remember the word recovery. He's like, you know, that recovery course. Um, <laughs> but obviously we know that relapse is a part of recovery. Like, come That's on, right. dude. Like, what are you talking about? You know exactly what recovery is. This bastard. Insert soundbite here, you dumbass. We saw her kill someone. She was about to kill Don. And Giles wouldn't let her leave unless she completed that. Relapse is a part of recovery. We understand that. Whatever. We understand that. Whatever. Recovery. Recovery course. Speaking of, of Xander being a dumbass, I loved them like discussing the plan where Buffy's like, or we could be smart. Oh, huh. sorry, Xander. And he's like, huh? huh? <laughs> and, then, and then Don's like, oh, yeah, we'll use Spike to track the blood. And he's like, what's going on? <laughs> it just was really classic. Like, yeah. it harkened back to the third season so hard for me. Like, when yeah. Giles was talking about something with Oz and Xander's just like, huh? I have no idea what's going on. I wasn't listening. And I There's also... just a low hum in the background of my brain. Yeah. Or like Willow spells bitch. She's, she's like B-I-C-T-H. She's like, it's a bit <laughs> like... Well, I mean, even later so when Spike, Spike, remember, he's like, I'm I'm insane. But what's this guy's excuse when he's like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. it's a flesh eating mountain or whatever. He's like, There's, There's a cave, a cave. <laughs> right there. I'm like, that's a good one, Spike. That's a great singer, man. Oh, see you later, I guess. We'll never see your ass again. All right. You just went. You just went away. All right. Oh, yeah, and uh, the Slayer and, and her boy. I'm the boy. Yeah, the boy. Sander. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Jane Espenson, how dare you? Yeah. Um, What was Willow's plan walking into the cave? She didn't bring, like, a weapon. Like, oh. you've known 
and you've been best friends with Buffy for how many years and you didn't even think that like maybe you should grab a knife or a steak or something? I can only help hope for her, for the benefit of her doubt, my doubt, whatever. I can only hope for her sake that she was planning to do magic. I mean, okay, that's what but she also, she's literally never used magic as a weapon until she decided to end the world. And isn't she all like flowers and Gaia and roots <laughs> and stuff now? Maybe not. Yeah, but you know, light magic can pack a punch. You just, you gotta, just now I'm going to just shoot magic him. bullets at him. <laughs> no yeah. big deal. Yeah, I, I mean, that's why I had to make the comment. Like, you know. Famed martial artist Willow Rosenberg goes in with no backup and no weapons. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna so take him down. Like, you want to fight? I can't. When she said that, I almost lost it. It's like, what are you doing? I mean, it was sweet. Die. It was sweet. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Xander's taken out some people before. It's like maybe Willow's she like, should have just been like, you know, I've killed two people. Yeah, that's true. She's I'm a murderer. <laughs> you should have called on shame, Osiris also, too, man. You should have called Osiris. Maybe we oh, yeah, yeah, bring that fucker down. The secretary. Aww. Bring it down. The secretary Bring is one. dead. I'll kill your other one, too. I'll kill them yeah. all. I'll kill every fucking intern in this plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Daniel. Um, wow. Uh, in Willow's <laughs> old room, that is now Buffy's room, that was once Joyce's room, she has a tree of photos. Mm-hmm. One of the photos, Anya and Xander, which I think was from a couple of years ago. Um, That's from season them, four. Probably, yeah, three or four. Or, yeah, well, she says it for a minute, but you're right, four. And, uh, yeah, just a regular thing. And then clearly just some Polaroids from Trachtenberg and Buffy just having a good old time. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are really sweet because they, they're probably, like, real genuine staff photos. However, this one down here, the one of Anya and Xander, is 100% from an episode of this show. And I don't know what episode it is exactly. It is in my head. My first thought was it's Jonathan, the Jonathan episode where they're watching Jonathan no, up on well, stage. That's, well, that's what I was saying is from season four. The other one oh. is, is a stage like promo photo. Like the, the yeah, one yeah, on the fair. bottom left what is, the is, a, is a promo then? photo. Because it's either that Jonathan is either or Pangs? the Willow floating episode. Or maybe it's another one. I mean, I'm sure she's looked like. I'm pretty sure it's Pangs. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They would all be in there and. Anyways, my whole yeah. point was who who took this photo is what I mean. Like, oh, we yeah. saw that as a TV viewer, but like that is just like somebody printed out a production shot and they just oh, yeah. put it there. Whereas the rest of them at least sort of make sense, even though like the promo promo shot is why would Buffy have that of a very mm-hmm. professional photo of Xander and Anya? But like the you know the ones with uh, Dawn are great. It's good. Yeah, stuff. but. The, yeah, that one is definitely, it's from a season four episode. I think it's Pangs. Um, that's good. Yeah, but it's nice. absolutely a screenshot. And guess what? No one had a camera in that scene. No one, oh, yeah, no one had a camera not. in that scene. I know. That's why it's so funny. And why and, would and Buffy, so where would Buffy f- get this photo from? Who's giving this to Buffy? That's another question. Like what? I guess Xander? Yeah, weird, man. The, the 90s, the 2000s. I just can't believe she took all the photos of Willow. That's fucked up that you wouldn't have a photo of Willow. She probably still. has a shrine of Willow on the other side. We don't know. <laughs> No, Willow's been cut out of her life. It's not fair. That's what they want us to believe. Oh! Hey, look! That's me. Hello. Oh, yeah, I wrote down, little finger laugh at you, because oh every time Narl oh <laughs> spoke, oh that's what it sounded like. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, Xander says, dark and dank, and then proceeds to walk into a room full of fire. <laughs> <laughs> lit by wall sconces. A dry, well-illuminated yeah, yeah, yeah. room. well-heated, dry-illuminated <laughs> room. Like, okay, man. I hope that this James was like, so well lit. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't really know. Maybe she, yeah, maybe she thought it was going to look different. I mean, you write, go into a cave, I guess you think, 
you know, they're going to go into a cave and it's going to be dark. But, like, for practical purposes, we have to have lighting. We have to, we we have to be able to see the monster. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was amazing that at some point Narl got it together enough to go to, like, Bed Bath & Beyond to buy mm-hmm. those wall sconces. <laughs> <laughs> it looks excellent. <laughs> he may be a monster, but he's not a monster, you know what I mean? <laughs> he maybe flays and eats people alive, but he's not a monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, a taste for flesh. Mm. I know the real answer to this, which is because the plot demands it, but my real, but I want the real, real answer um, to why doesn't Narl move his victims? If it's going to take mm-hmm. you eight hours to eat your victims, why would you do it just like out in the open? Yeah, that's, I mean, I guess the band, the construction site was pretty abandoned at nighttime, yeah. but it is an active construction site. Like people will be there in the morning. And this dude really takes this line to eat. Someone's going to fucking find you. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's. he seems like he should be dragging everybody to, like, par- paralyze them and then drag them to his cave. Yeah. Very strange. He probably doesn't but know he's yeah. dealing with the Slayer, for what it's worth. I mean, that's probably also his biggest failing. He doesn't know. So. Hubris mm. every time. It says the paralysis is permanent. The, I've already railed about the no municipal government who is going to put up an unsafe flyer on the magic box. I think that whole thing is bullshit. This town is fucking unsafe. Where is that fucking sign? On the <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Sunnydale. This town is unsafe. This town is unsafe. Welcome put to Sunnydale. You're going to die. Exactly. Um, but a, uh, upon closer inspection of, I don't know if I have it or if I do, it's like really, no, I don't have it because um, you can't really see it. But it, it says building inspector and they are at two one seven six Main Street on the third floor. Which I'm like, are there buildings with three floors in this town? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't catch the um, zip code, which we always love to, to look for. But anyways, the building inspector, there is one. Someone's being paid in the town of Sunnydale to inspect Where did you see that? the buildings. Oh, on the unsafe sign. Oh, yeah, right okay, behind Anya okay. uh, when she's holding the, all of her stuff. So will you help me? It's a difficult or time-consuming you don't need to add this to the watches in an official mm. capacity, but I just wanted said that we have officially fucking confirmed that healing magic is a thing. Willow is doing it. So I don't want any more bullshit where we can't heal people because Willow is fucking doing it. But I guarantee you we never bring it up again and it's never used. People are going to die. Theoretically preventable deaths if Willow knows healing magic. Never forget Red Shirt Richard and how he just taped a fucking bandage to his dirty t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Xander did have to have his arm in a sling after the troll, like, broke it we for, like, just weeks. We could have fixed it. And Dawn, We could have fixed Dawn. Dawn too, yeah. <laughs> could have fixed everyone, man. Yeah, everyone. God. Anyways. I played Giles no on the house, yeah. yeah, honestly, why wasn't Giles like, here's this useful book about yeah, healing You're magic. powerful now. You could do this. You could help us out a lot. Yeah. Fuck. Um... I know I already said this, but I really like comedy Dawn, the whole her being paralyzed and her getting Sorry. dumped face first into the couch <laughs> and then trying to scream, I'm not going to barf, and then, getting, <laughs> and then getting posed in like a little peace sign moment and someone oh. put a remote in her hand like she's going to do anything. And then finally, like the insult to injury when she becomes unparalyzed and they place her so precariously, she just falls right off the couch. Just, Which again is Jane Espenson. So- as a so good. connoisseur of the show, <laughs> great jump cut, great back to it. We just, you have to do it. It's so funny. Just keep it moving. I thought they put the cell phone, the so they put a remote in her hand. That's funny, too. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was a cell phone at first, too, but it's definitely, yeah, it was a remote. Right. Well, I'll change my yeah. watch. But keep yeah. yourself entertained. <laughs> because we can't have cell phones in this episode, because that would have just solved the fucking problem. That definitely would have solved the problem. You're right.
right. Sophie? What? I'm really sorry. Oh, it's okay. You couldn't help it. It had paralyzing fingernails. Just like you said it would, so good on you. <sighs> yeah, my next one is just like, uh, this is gonna be the, I'm sorry if like this is taking people's things, but like, I love Jane Espenson, Anya thing, the base, we already did the basement. Insane and the what mint? Insane, base, Xander <laughs> Dust Construction. Laugh so hard at that. Come in, my thing from before. Come in, enjoy my personal space. Very funny. Uh, Willow and Anya, when they do the, is it you? No, Spider-Man meme, like, that was really yeah. funny. <laughs> um, is it difficult or time-consuming? And then later she's like, I'm out of shape. I've been teleporting for months. Like, that's funny. <laughs> and the whole, is this going to get sexy thing? And then it got sexy. Like, that's... that's it got a little sexy. So funny. Do you have the powder? I oh, I, I ate that. I, yeah, the powder thing. Oh, I ate that. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I have it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I got to say, yeah, the, yeah. the through line of it all that I laughed so hard at for, I mean, again, Jane, you're a fucking genius. For no reason did she bring Brazilian nuts to this goddamn house. I know. And Buffy's just like, these nuts are really good. And the way that she's like, Brazil. Like, she's like mad. She's so indignant. Like, of course. They're from. I went to. No one listens to me when I talk. No, but also, like, something also happened in Brazil that, like, she's also not telling anybody about. Because even the way she's just like, they like their soccer. And that's all she had to tell Willow is they, they like soccer. What the fuck is that? Something happened in Brazil. I just, I want to see the show of what happened in Brazil. Uh, I mean, iconic. Mm, it's so funny. I was in Brazil yesterday. They love their soccer. Mm. Where'd you get the nuts? Brazil. Anya was on fire. Mm -hmm. Even just back to Dawn being hilarious yes. when she was like, "I should should I pose her in a salute? That would be kind of cute." Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so good. good. <laughs> Oh, and I man. gotta say, Anya really wanted to stay and do another spell with Willow. <laughs> yeah, she, <did. laughs> she really did. And she even had the candle, like the extra flamey candle with her and Tara. And I was like, girl, what are we? Are we doing this? <laughs> we can do this. It's too soon. Willow's not ready. Oh, no. God. And that would just complicate everything. Everyone in the, this friend group will have slept with Anya. <laughs> Buffy's oh, next. No. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the blood thing. I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I was so confused. Because we go to Spike, Spike says, tragedy, was there blood? Yes. Okay. And then we go to Dawn. You said, no pool of blood. There was no blood. But yes, there were blood spatters. But it's enough blood for Spike to follow, even though it's a minuscule amount. I'm just like, why are we, is there blood or not? I just, okay. There's a minuscule amount of blood. he's a sloppy eater. I think he's a sloppy eater mm -hmm. is the only explanation. I mean, he I, is though. Yeah. Did you see his face? It's yeah. It's like all... He's doing this shit, like licking and like yeah. doing stuff. I mean, he's a weirdo. Okay. Fucking weirdo. I will say with Spike when he said, is there blood? I think that could just be like a euphemism for was someone hurt? Okay. Mm. Not literally, is there a pool of blood? Yeah. Fine. Uh, but yeah, it was very weird and it doesn't seem like something that Spike would do. Yeah. Is to be like a little blood sniffing bloodhound. That's what Angel mm -hmm. does. And Spike follows the exciting smell of blood and we follow the fairly ripe smell of Spike. It's elementary. Yeah. Um, on demonsdemonsdemons.com, uh, I don't know if you guys can read that, but it, the text of it says, the text is going to be way too small to read, besides which <laughs> it is going to be scrolling by very fast, so it's not necessary that it makes sense. 
we'll just have some varying length sentences so it'll look like real text. The text is going to be small. So, yeah. So the whole thing. And then oh, at some point, it dips off again. into. Blah, 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 blah. So they just literally are banging <laughs> keys at some point. So totally. <laughs> That's incredible. Totally made up. And you're right. Nobody should be reading this. They just were Iconic. not prepared for it. Um, and this is like another moment since we've just been doing it for every episode now. 20 years later, you would not have a TV show you know, fucking this up. And this, uh, just to kind of piece it all together, my other continuity problem is when the gnarl eats off, I mean, which is kind of gross when he cuts off the flesh and then like eats it like a carrot or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. We see her flesh like ripped open and then Mm -hmm. we leave and then we come back and her stomach is fine and then he does it again. So they clearly Uh, like only did it once and they, you know, Mm -hmm. were there for too long, which leads me to say, cut that second one out and put in the dawn dialogue what are we doing so yeah but yeah, yeah anyway so 20 years later it's like they don't think about these little continuity things but it does kind of you notice it the lore mipsum text is fine i love that they pointed it out even that like no one's going to read this yeah. but they did go through the effort of making the url legit like mm-hmm. it says demons demons.com forward slash uh search, search result. Result. Yeah. i mean i guess so, i don't know no that's it, probably they, right they but like that's easy to do though i mean yeah you know it's Faster and easier than writing a whole thing of text about a demon Amen. that doesn't exist. Yeah. Is it? They still had to type that. Although I guess they just typed it once and copied pasted. Copied and pasted it. Yeah. I mm. mean, I think this person is a real hero. They even took the time to find three different fonts for the word demons. They, they did. They did. That's where all the time <laughs> went. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm. The victim was skinned. What could do that? You did it once. I heard about it. Uh, just a couple of quick things. Buffy's leg knife holster. Is that necessary? Do you have to conceal your knives? You're literally going to kill something. I think they were so tight. Her pants were so tight. How could you ever get it back out? I was like, what was the point of that? Uh, Though I did really like the gnarl. The fight was pretty rough. The gnarl? Yeah. Gnarl. Gnarl. I I do like gnarl, but the fight was pretty rough, especially when he like fully jumped over her like a skyscraper in a cartoon, like a flea just bounding over a fucking building. And that was ridiculous. Um, and the fighting was pretty rough too. We oh, barely God. did it. We, we, we should have really shown it, but she's hardly building height. She's a small woman. <laughs> she is. She's like five nothing. Still, I, he just vertical left. He's a demon, immune to magic. He can do whatever he wants. I guess when it was just him Hi. fighting by himself, because we're from Willow's point of view, and she can't see, but he's just fighting. My, yeah, shadow boxing. Your my first thought was uh, it was giving me uh, Giles fighting the CG skeleton <laughs> vibe. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, back, yeah. Oh, back. Back. Or, go, no, <laughs> yeah. wrong book. Get a different book. Yeah. Wrong book. <laughs> good stuff. Stop summoning rabbits. Oh, God. Anyway, tabular Hey, we got a bunny one. reference, too. We did. We did. Uh, and then another quick thing that uh, Anya, <laughs> Anya's carpet gets set on fire and she decides to dap it with a rag. What are you going to do? do? What are you going to do? But I don't think we're getting that burn out of the rug with the rag. No. But you you can get the ashes out. That's true. Daniel, do you have some other stuff? No, I I think that entire uh, segment was smellimentary. Ah, smellimentary. Ah. Oh, one last thing. When Dawn, when she was so excited that she found the gnarl on demonsdemonsdemons.com, when she was like, it's like his natural food. It's like his natural drink. She was so funny during that. Yeah, the natural drink thing. Like, just boop, drinking all the blood from the ground. And like, yeah. Xander you're being terrifying. Like, you're terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also during the fight, Buffy almost gets stabbed and she goes, close one. I know, Weird. I know. She's got to do it, though. She's got to do that shit. 
Does she? Does she? Okay. She did. Cool. Um, Not that much banter. I know. There wasn't. Yeah. We didn't have time for banter. She didn't banter him. We had to get him dead. I did like how like, Xander you was like. need to go see a manicurist. <laughs> Xander was legit grossed <laughs> out by that. So, like, uh, oh, well, you're talking about him. Uh, yeah, the demon. Yeah, <laughs> the creepy fingers. But her jamming a thumb oh, in yeah. the eyes. He was like, Super gross. I can't believe he did that. <laughs> yeah, man, that's intense. I'm drawing power from the earth to heal myself. We're on the second floor. You know, Giles says everything's part of the earth. This bed, the air, us. Explains why my fingernails get dirty even when I don't do anything. Plus, you stuck your thumbs in a demon. True. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't get his eye poked out the same way. Oh. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Oof. Okay. Oh, forgot. My Aikido instructor once told me that squishing someone's eye out is easy and effective, and it feels like if you stick your finger in an orange. So, there you go. How would they know? I'm sorry. That was a lot of information at once. I didn't was know you it? did Aikido. Aikido. I was a child. <laughs> and they told a child this? Yes. <laughs> and how do you know that without doing it? Mm-hmm. I didn't ask, but I did stick my finger in an orange. And let me tell you, it's unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. This is the greatest day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that tells you to watch it. out, Kelly. I think that was a, a veiled threat somewhere down <laughs> there. TV. Yeah. No TV. Exactly. Oh, my God. Please update us on the watches before this podcast goes off the rails even further. I, yes, I can update you on the watches. Xander, construction outfit watch, no. But we do learn that Xander has an office with a phone number. He does. It could just be the office of the place. Do we think he has an office? I don't know. I don't uh, know. We also see his job site. And he gave everybody the day off because he's the he boss. I hate it. <laughs> Maroon jacket watch. F that. Anya belt alert. You better fucking believe Anya yes! has a belt. Not only I thought at first it she just wrapped it around her clothes, and I was like, that is an awful look. But it was like there was belts, like little belt loops inside of her sweater. I've never seen anything. They like were it. belt loops in her cardigan. I'm not the right person to judge any of this. Is that cool? Yeah, Stacia, Does that look is that good? A thing? Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. I mean, what? she was given. And she not? she looked great. Oh, I think I I've know. never seen that before in my life. I mean, it's I'm pretty sure I have a cardigan. It's got to be stylish. You know, I can't really be like useful. It's more style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's not that is not a real belt. It's holding up literally nothing. Yeah. It's also not ginormous, you, which is nice, I, though. I've never worn a belt that holds anything up, but I wear belts mm. often. Oh, I only wear Let's belts see. to hold up my belts. But huh. uh, yeah, exactly. I don't have a single belt I could use to hold my pants up. Wow. So lady belts are just for show. Yes. Incredible. Wow. <laughs> okay. Dawn's piercing screams. Yeah, she got fucking stabbed <laughs> and poisoned. And I do believe she screamed. I mean, I, I kind of like zoned out on that part. But And she did the woo when she fell she off the did, couch, which did. is not <laughs> which is pretty great. the same. Which is but... pretty great. Uh, Chips Ahoy, I was on the fence about. So it's like there is this like we're just traipsing around with Spike and he has a soul mm. now and he has a chip. And it's. But we never, I would say no. It's like the first episode in a long time that we, I don't think we like explicitly really talk about Spike. We don't mention it. So I'm going to go with a no. But yeah. It's oh, like, although you know, I d- there. I do want to take this opportunity to say that when he turns to Xander and goes, keep your ticket, you'll need that, was so needlessly intense <laughs> and I fucking loved it. 
<laughs> yeah, the, the littlest bad. Do we even fight vampires anymore? I said, no. Of course yeah. not. <laughs> but did we but we did use Spike's vampire blood smell talent that we he apparently has. Um that found right. us traces of blood, but he did not find the sunrise, so we think. Um but oh, no. that's fair. Uh, maybe maybe he did. Maybe he went off in search of He the walked sunrise. off into the sunrise that he smelled. That's where he went from the cave to the sunrise. Yeah, and we just open up next episode, he's just dead. He just walked off in the sunrise. <laughs> uh, does Buffy have a personality? This is where we get a little bit uh, contentious. Uh, th- this is more of a dunk on her because I found this episode funny. We talked about her making fun of uh, Xander for being stupid. And I said that believing that she is the smart one in the room with her and Xander c- could be true and more than likely is. But it isn't saying what she thinks that it's saying um, because she's also kind of kind of a dummy. Uh, sorry, yeah. Buffy. But. Uh, but I also, but I love the end for real. Like Buffy has this capacity to grow at the end too. And I like that the Slayer is, doesn't have to be set in stone. Um, that final scene where she changed, we missed you into, I missed you. Uh, mm-hmm. was, was very lovely and was um, something that, I mean, I know that I've wanted. I, I think we've all wanted it for seasons now. Just, I just love, I love them being close and I love it not being a thing. Um, although drama well, is built off of friendship dynamics, you know, being bad. I get that, but so it makes the show. I think good. with that, that one line, like changing the, the we to I, it really kind of changed how we've been, especially season six, how she's just been surface level, like kind of saying platitudes almost to everybody uh-huh. because she's just kind of like ghosting through the world, not really experiencing it. So for her to take ownership and be like, no, I, I had feelings and I, I missed you because you're my friend yeah. and I love you. Instead of just being like, we missed you because that's the thing that you say because you were gone. And <laughs> so I, that was really I, And I think it's nice. a great trait. And I, I think the same with her telling her that I thought you were the one doing the bad stuff. Um, and I and I just said season six would never. I mean, I don't think you would have ever. <laughs> season six would never. And also you're giving your, right. her strength to Willow, too, I think is lovely. And season six would never. And we love to see it. Uh, to Hoffer and Watch, no, but I do like to learn as we've been learning, that the Hoffman runs a pretty tight ship over there. Um, teleporting is a right, not a privilege, and you have to file a flight plan. Only for <laughs> official business only. I like the way this guy, I like the cut of his jib. Will we see him again? Not so selfless, I'm sure. Will we ever see him after that? Who knows? Stay tuned. I don't think so. Don't think <laughs> the so. real MVP, cell phones. Now, I did fuck up and say that they put a cell phone in her hand, which would have been hilarious because she can't move, so she can't use it. But she also yeah. can't use a remote, so it's equally funny right. no matter what it is. But she did, yeah. uh, her, her phone number was listed on the list that, uh, Don cell phone that Willow found. Don cell. So, and did not use. And never basically. used, never thought to use, escaped her mind, apparently. Uh, so it is a yes uh, for cell phones. Michael Wicket, Amy Gothwatch. This one's controversial. I said yes because Willow, the return of Willow, I'm overwhelmed by it. It's great. But also like her doing a spell with Anya, just like directly and like sitting down, yeah. doing yeah. a phone spell. Uh, it's not really strangers doing spells. But again, like you mentioned, there's like no one else. So, like, it's a default no, but I'm going to give it a kind of yes. Uh, there are too many damn yeah. kids in the summer's house. I said no. In fact, we're missing a child the entire time. Uh, <laughs> and we, do get, we do get her eventually, which is nice. By the way, is Willow okay? And I said no. Her friends are hella scared of her. Uh, Don laments that she didn't... Um, you know, f- uh, finish her recovery course. So she would just be evil. Right. So it's like, she's a default evil. So we talked a lot about her being like kind of being default good. Right. And so now she gets mm-hmm. the benefit of the doubt, but for Dawn, which I don't think is, uh, she's being honest because I think she'll forgive Willow or she'll forgive Bill- Willow right away. Um, she just is like, Oh no, she's still evil. And I think her friends still think that way too. 
Um, and then obviously the talk with Anya too, I thought was really powerful where it's just like, we both feel the same way about the world. And I thought that was really cool. Um, Oh yeah. That was definitely like the deepest conversation they've ever had. I know, which is really lovely. And like Willow's on it with like this introspection and same with Anya too. So funny and yet really introspective. And when did you get so introspective? It's it's excellent. Um, and then just like Willow at the end with like, they're here, they're here. I'm not alone. Oh, Oh my God. Um, and like, for me, I'm just like, we need to leave this literal and metaphorical cave and be better friends. Like, it's it's just, it's so on the nose, and I love it. And at the end, it's like, I'm healing, I'm growing new skin. I fucking love it. So it's like, Willow really took a whole journey, and it's like, that's what you want from a one-episode kind of arc to get Willow back in the show. God, I maybe Joss could have done it, maybe Marty right, but like, fuck, I'm glad it was Jane. It's so good. Mm. Uh, Books a Million, finally, yes. Uh, Dawn is on the information superhighway, where Willow is normally <laughs> taking the wheel while the dummies uh buffy and xander deal with the printed word which is not quite obsolete yet so <laughs> that's where they are that's where they should although be. damning to giles and the printed word that the book the, the the laptop is on top of the stack of books like fuck you books also Computer. solved our crime and the text didn't that's even right. exist you just intoned it so it's great um <laughs> streets ahead oh boy you better believe it yes we see this kid uh sorry this hoodlum wait no this teenager uh tagging a back alley we've never seen before. Um, also, we have a fucking map, my guys. Yes. Um, we've got Letter Streets. We've got Union Street. We got Front. We got First. We got Second. Uh, there's other ones too. I mean, we could just go on. <laughs> you gotta. But um, so I was looking at the businesses though. They sort of like. Uh, let me. Ask, did I have a little shot of it? It was tough. I mean, the, it might a be hard for you guys. Were covered to in see. dirt, and then it yeah. was like moving around a lot. But man, yeah, we get more streets than we've ever had before. I didn't know we had Alphabet Streets, or maybe we did. I don't know if we've ever known we've had. I didn't know we. Yeah. So right here. So like, yeah, this one, this one will be probably the best to see. I mean, it's still hard. You've got F Street. You've got um, uh, Kentner Boulevard. You've got Pacific Highway. You got Broadway. You also have a Broadway circle over there. Then you got first, second randomly. So you have that. You've got some F Streets, Um, but they have little businesses on here. So um, on Pacific Highway um, and G, you've got. Oh, you got the Pacific, I'm sorry, you got the Pacific Fish Company that's off the Pacific Highway. You've got Brickyard Mm -hmm. Coffee off Kentner and G. Uh, There's an Office Depot off of G Street if you guys need to go there. Uh, There's a Starbucks, the Museum of Contemporary Art, which might be where Joyce was. Uh, The Armed Services, the Inn at the YMCA, and the Hall of Justice are all off of Broadway. Across from Sunnydale High, you've got a Ralph's uh, grocery store. And you also have a place called the Postal Place for all your postal needs. There is also a Kansas City barbecue off of Market Street if you want some barbecue. And then some of the places are obviously fillers. Uh, Lots of fun along is a name of a business. And another one is architecture here Um, under Wilkins Grove, which I have we ever mentioned Wilkins Grove because that is Mayor Wilkins, correct? I mean, this is the mayor, the snake mayor still has something named after him. This is not 2020, but we should tear this man down. What are we doing? Yeah, hang on one second, because I did mean to look this up, and then I didn't. Um, Because I think his name is spelt with an I, Mm. so I don't know if this is an oversight by the art department Mm. or an intentional, this is not Wilkins, Mayor Wilkins, but it seems way too coincidental. I know, right? Uh, But also, you think they would keep the name of a snake monster? I mean, Sunnydale would. They would just forget all about it, right? That's the whole point. I mean, the dude, like, the whole idea is that he basically founded the town, right? Mayor Wilkins. His family did. I mean, sure, he, he did. He did. Because he's a fucking demon. 
Right, but yeah, like his family did. I mean, that's what people. No, no, would... it was it was literally. No, I know that, but but the people yeah. in town would. It, oh, believe that it was like it animal. would be fine to keep it because his grandpa and his and his dad were good. Even though he turned into a snake monster, let's keep it Wilkins Glen right, because the right. family the name grandfather is did fine, nothing wrong. But they don't know that it's the same guy. Yeah, so it is with an I, not mm, okay. with an E N, and then there is an entry in the wiki for Wilkins Grove with an E N as well. So right, as so, far as so we're saying, it's just a different thing. It's a different thing, which is a bummer. I do. I want to believe in my heart that it was an oversight by the the art department or whatever, and they did want to make it Wilkins as in Mayor Wilkins Grove. Mm. That's a question. I would love to ask them. Uh, anyway, so yeah, lots of places on there. It, I want it. I would love this map. I mean, it's just like whoever has this I map. Know, I'm sure what Joss a great has it. Fucking prop. Hopefully, Jane has uh. it because she probably had a hand in sort of making it, and well, not making it necessarily, but like you know, it's on her episode. Anyway, so yeah, there's your map. We got a lot of stuff going on, and finally, Giles' biggest KO. I said yes, of course, because it's always going to be uh, like Willow. <laughs> the rest of the gang talks so much mad shit about him when he's not there um, and says like a tasteful British Wiggins, which I think was pretty great. Um, Extra wig. He's also mad at himself, which is very Giles because uh, she wasn't ready to go back. Um, and that's, that's not true. She is ready in a, in a sense, but she obviously sent this demon. But, like, this is a classic Giles thing he keeps fucking doing. He keeps being like, no, I know what's going on. And then it seems like the moment that she left – Everything went to shit. And maybe it's like, that's a time for you to be like, mm, maybe my judgment actually isn't that good. Maybe my, but it is that good. It's actually fine because it all turns out to be okay. But you got to think like these crises of faith would like really get to him. Anyways, also really what dings him is a council meeting for the entire day for what Willow is literally missing. He has no sense of urgency. Who is this man? I hate it. Where's your horse? Where's your assistant? <laughs> Where's Otto? <laughs> Where's Miss Horseness? What are we doing? Uh, so anyways, Giles, really, not again, just not looking good. Also, the fact that now it's been confirmed retroactively that you have had telephones this whole time? Bro. I know. Bro. Damning. Damning. Damn Damning it. for everything. We gave you such a pass, my guy. Yeah, that's uh, it's bad. And and I think Giles shouldn't trust his judgment. I mean, judgment. He, yeah. even himself was like, I should have helped you. I should have been counseling you through all this magic this whole time. And then he's like, here's my next great idea. Go home before Go home. you're ready. Right. This will be fine. Because I'm too busy going to the council for no reason. For nothing. I just, what are you doing, man? What are you Your doing? Slayer is in a different country. What are you doing? Anyway. I thought you were with Giles studying how to not kill people. Thank you for updating us on the watches. No problem. That map is beautiful and I want it for me. I know, okay. I know. Let us rank this sucker okay willow hack slash we talk about the net slash something wicca this way comes hell yeah that's a big old 10 willow accidentally does a spell to hide herself from her friends does a spell on purpose with anya does an off-screen spell to find her friends tries but fails to do a spell on gnarl and does made it meditative healing plus dawn and buffy use the internet god damn 10 10 all around <laughs> <laughs> dawn needs an adult uh, Dawn has definitely taken up the Giles role and she's doing a good job, but yes, she needs different adults. Different. They left her in the house alone, paralyzed, alone. Five. But they're giving her, they're giving her some autonomy too. That's very nice. I mean. But paralyzed and alone in a house true. where they don't lock the doors. I just like, come on, man. Yeah. Mo <laughs> Monster of the Week, absolutely a 10. Gnarl is creepy and effective. The makeup is excellent. He kills a rando, paralyzes Don, and almost kills Willow. After, a, like, months, months, weeks of a Monster of the Weeks not doing a goddamn thing, this guy, 
Got a kill count and looks creepy as fuck. I mean, definitely as creepy as the gentleman, in my opinion. Mm. I think Camden Toy did an excellent job, and the makeup looks perfecto. Relationship getters of badness. We're still a little nervous about Willow, which is totally fair, but she bonds with Anya and Buffy and Xander. Never seemed to be anything but supportive. Uh, and Spike was helpful. Don may take some time to win over, though, so I gave it a seven. Uh, and now for a brand new category. Oh, are you ready? Are you ready? No one woman should have all that power. So as Buffy pointed out at the beginning of this season, and by Buffy, I mean the first in Buffy's body, not about good, not about wrong or whatever, right or wrong. It's about power, right? So that's supposed to be the theme of the season. So we want to try to point it out. So this category is going to be trying to see how uh, types of types or manifestations of power are used in each episode and whether or not those dynamics help or hurt our friends. So basically we're using power, whether it's physical strength, magic, emotional, financial, political, whatever, for good, then the score is high, and if we're using it for ill, the score is low. This is another ultimate juke stat, and I will take no comments. Thank you. So, <laughs> we've got... You don't have a choice. <laughs> we've got guilt so powerful it makes Willow do a reality-altering spell without even trying. Not great. Uh, which, speaking of power, goddamn, let's keep an eye on that, shall we? I know we're not tracking Willow's getting too powerful, A, but the fact that she can just do a spell of that magnitude without even trying, uh-oh, maybe that's not great. Uh, and forgiveness, the power of forgiveness, which helps our friends reunite and gives Willow a reason to keep going. Very great. Uh, the power of inflicting pain on others, which makes us feel guilty, but also afraid of losing that guilt and enjoying the afflicting. The power of conscience, right? We don't want to lose that, the thing that makes us, that guides us. Right. So... All that to say, five. Neutral. Oh, I don't wow. know. Good. Jesus. We take the good. We take the bad. Ooh. We take all the power, and then we have This was a five. mainly a setup for the new... <laughs> no real no real thoughts on it, but we'll, we'll get there next week. I got to set up the parameters first. So five. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Episode specific. Button, button. Who's got the button? Oh, My on. money's on the witch. Yes. Eight out of ten. Nice. It's 45 total. This puts this at number one for the season above lessons and i think it deserves every goddamn point of it because as daniel has relentlessly pointed out it's relentless sounds like a negative connotation uh excitedly correctly exuberantly pointed out over and over jane espenson wrote the shit out of this episode and she just brings the funny man she watches the show she's so funny she's She's great all right stacia please tell us where you ranked it I ranked it 16 out of 125. It is below Graduation Day Part 1 and Hush, and it's above Dead Things and The Gift. I think your rankings are perfect and you're wonderful, and I'm so glad that you did that. You're a dirty liar. And this means it's like 20 or 30 below Dark Age? You mean above? Above. Above? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, it's like 45. Oh, no, no, it's like 20. 35. 35. I should give Dark Age its own special color. You should. Dark Age is like 40. It's in the 50s. Highlight that shit in yellow. It'd be 55 Um, now, 56, because it got pushed down. um, Oh, it's right here. It's 56. Yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah, I'll make this one its own color. (laughs) That's our barometer. (laughs) Yes. That's Mm. how we tell the time and the weather. Man. I am stoked to rewatch Dark Age. Yeah. <laughs> Why? For a middling episode? You're ready for a middling? The exact middle episode? We've made it so important. <laughs> we've made lots of episodes important. I mean, now Dead Things is important, and, you know, the I was made to love you or whatever it was, the good one. Should be the bop bop. Okay. So, oh, that's uh, I only have ice for you. Uh, okay, so 16. What's up? Yeah. 16. All right, what's the 16. plot? Oh, yeah. Uh, Willow comes home, but her friends are gone. Gnarl eats her a little. <laughs> Dawn has the funny paralysis. 
Wouldn't it be no, funny the if, you, if, if, if Willow was dying while your sister was comically <laughs> paralyzed? <laughs> uh, great stuff. Ooh. I think that was an excellent ranking, and now Daniel has made me nervous and excited. Daniel, no. where did you rank this episode? <laughs> Strap in. This episode blew me away. Uh, this is a quintessential. I said maybe it's a perfect episode. I think it is. I think it, this this is a perfect episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. By far the closest anybody outside of I would even say Marty Noxon is like questionable. This is as as close to a Joss Whedon episode as you're ever going to get. This has the DNA of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's funny as shit. I have not laughed this this much at all in a long time. It also is deeply affected by the characters. It understands them so well. I feel the sorrow, the loneliness, the highs, the lows, the warm and fuzzy, but also like the tears in your eyes. It's so sad at times on this. Dead Things, this is definitely the Dead Things of season seven already. My only critique for Dead Things really is that I kind of don't remember the humor of it. I remember the fight scene. Mm. I remember how great that all felt. And it was such a inverse. I mean, this fight scene is so stupid and nonsensical. Like, we're not even going to remember it. But I don't really remember the humor. I'm sure. I know it was there. I'm sure that was part of why it's like number 13 out of 137 in my ratings. But this one, I don't think I'm going to forget for a long time. The interplay between how funny this is. It's only going to be when I look at this rating two or three years from now. And I look at my list and I say, same time, same place. He put that at number six overall. Crazy. That <gasps> might be the shit. moment. That might be the moment that I'm like, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> but I'm going to put it at number six out of 137. Oh, my God. This I mean, something was, had to go there. Yeah. I mean, again, I uh, the reason I did it, too, is because it kind of I had this I had it with um with um, dead things. That sort of existential like. I should be higher. It just should be. But there are so many legacy episodes that need to be higher. And Hush was one of them, right? Hush is number seven. This is above Hush. Um, And Hush is one of those that's like, no, there's like no denying how good it is. But I did not feel the way that I felt watching Hush the way that I feel watching this. Um, And same with Dead Things. Like, I just... What a shot in the arm for an, for a show. And I, and I would say, again, the reason why Restless the Body and Once More are a genuine number three, and they were before, is because I felt the same way this time around that I did the last time. But Hush, even the Zeppo, I had the Zeppo number four last time, and the Zeppo came down as my number eight. But it's like, yeah, is it better than the Zeppo? Fuck yeah. It's better than The Gift. It's better than Tabula Raza, Band Candy. Those are the ones below it. So there you go, Kelly. You kept saying Hush. Mm. It's better than. It's not better than Hush. And I say, you know what? It might be better than Hush. I mean, I thinking making the argument of is it a more emotional episode? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a, yeah. well it's, I mean, it's, it's all subjective too. What what you're actually going for in terms of the best, right? I mean, I, it's yeah. Because yeah, if you're just going for emotion, I, there might be other emotional, more emotional episodes. Hush isn't necessarily that emotional. I mean, it's cool because no. it's really well, well done. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. this, this is definitely more emotional because mm-hmm. of the baggage, because of like mm-hmm. how sad Willow is and, and Buffy oh, yeah. and, and Willow reconnecting. But for me, Hush is like not only is like an, a a cool episode, conceptual episode. Not only is the monster great, but you know it's the first time Willow and Tara meet too, sure. and it's just like. Not being able to talk is just—I don't know. It's like, well, this is the first it, time she's I been think, in the in the room since Tara was murdered. I mean, there's also you could just do that with true. all kinds of stuff. That's you know? true. So that's I mean, true. for me, also it, very cool bad guy. Yeah, well, it's a very cool. And bad. the same, in fact, bad guy. same, I know. same, same bad guy. Exactly. Same bad guy. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I just, well, I'm sorry I made you change it. You could change it. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> I, you got to you got to be bold because otherwise it's going to be storyteller. It's going to be uh, conversations with dead people, which I did not know that Jane wrote that episode. I'm I'm blown away. That's going to be fucking Jesus Christ. 
It's going to be good. Yeah, well, that's why I'm like, uh, because uh, you have nothing left nope, in the top. There's nothing above five. that, right? Four and five. Four, five, Oh, you and do? Okay. Ten. I was like, uh, that's the only reason I was like, you don't think Selfless is going to be better than this? You don't think uh, well, Combination with Dead People is going to be better than this? You don't think Storyteller is going to be better than this? Right? Oh, like, no. oh, my God. No, help yeah. me or help well, no, no, me. No, uh, no. Next is uh, help, help. But then, help. yeah, then Selfless is up. Because, I mean, I'm just, so. I'm here for help. But but help is probably going to be really good. This is probably going to be good. That's us meeting Cassie, who is the. The I love her. Yeah. I love her. Zariska. Boom, this is going to be great. Anyway, we're not there yet. No, we're not. All right. So, anything else to say about this episode if we haven't fawned over enough? No, is no, fawn no. the right word? That is the word. Fawn? Is it? Yeah. Fawned? Yeah. We, fawned we over have fawned enough? over it, yeah. 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 Anyway, anything else to say about this one? No. <gasps> Daniel, anything else to say about this one? I do not. Okay. Well, that has been same time, same place. What a great episode of television. But please do join us for the next one. Help. I think it's also going to be great. But we'll see. I mean, Cassie Newton, get ready for it. Uh, Zachary Ty Bryant, the oh, eldest brother let's go. Uh, from Full House. Let's go. Get ready for it. Nope, He's coming. We're doing it. Home Improvement. I meant Home Improvement, <laughs> not Full House. You know what I meant. The one that's not Zachary Taylor Thomas, the older one. Uh, until then, Stacia, say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, say goodbye. I saved this podcast with talking. My talking saved this podcast. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we forgot to even dunk on Xander about the fact that he's worn everyone out with that story and we just can't hear it again. Please shut up about the crayon. But I love that Jane did it. Anyway, <laughs> please join us next time. Thank you. Uh, wait, please join us next time for help. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye! Mrs. White, call me up Sunday night. From Come in. Enjoy my personal space. Everyone's talking to me. No one's talking to each other. Sonia, you're a vengeance demon. Just teleport. Once more, I am free again. So meet me in Portland the same time, on the same place. Make it fast, cause I'm ready to shake me waist. Try and understand. I leave the hunky man, and I want a big nigga man to hug up in the band. I'm healing, growing new skin. <laughs>